0: So welcome back to the Coffee and Heroes podcast, again with your host, as always, Alan. Uh, again, I, the, I'm joined by three guests this time for what is going to become a monthly review show. We played around with this uh, format a little bit before when we were doing one of the previews podcasts, but this is something we want to make a bit more of a regular occurrence. Um, to get started, what we're going to do is look at some titles that we've just been enjoying recently. They might not necessarily be out this week or in the last month, they may be from the last couple of weeks, couple of months, just things that have really stuck with us. Uh, we'll just do a couple of titles each, have a little bit of a chat about it. Uh, a quick uh, warning though, this will be spoiler-filled. It's, we kind of realised last time after recording that it was very hard to talk about titles without being able to discuss specifics, so you know, up front, uh, spoiler warning. I will put a list of the titles we discuss in the description, so you at least can try and skip past parts or if there's other parts you're interested in. Uh, so, again, I'm joined by two of the established regulars at this point. First of all, to my right is Kieran. Hi. Who is, uh, you know, finally stepping up from just being the guy who provided the microphone. to The person who provided the program, that ran the microphone. He provided the editing software, and I. he's uh, he's bringing something to the table every time. I'm sitting in Steven's seat as well, I don't want to get slagged. Oh, no, 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 you'll still get a bit of abuse, don't worry. <laughs> Um, I mean, Tender Abuse, of course, Okay. Uh, as well as Karen. Is that Tender Abuse or tinder tender, <laughs> abuse? <laughs> tender Abuse? Tender <laughs> oh, hey! I mean, Abuse. I I'm the one that
1: gives out the Tender Abuse.
0: <laughs> so that's Karen, uh, the, the voice you may have heard, Mr. Soothing Voice, Mr. Marvel himself. Keith Miller here. Hi, are you? Excellent. Excellent. So uh, Keith joining us again, and this time we're joined actually by, you know, someone who instead of just reading these funny books has actually taken the step and you know become a full-blown writer uh he's had a couple of successful kickstarter campaigns funded uh one that will be coming out very very soon as well keep an eye out for details on that we may be doing a little something in the store for that uh we are very uh proud to be joined by roddy McCants. who even leaned forward towards the microphone
2: oh yes (laughs) talented bastard
0: he's a natural to you no no it's all yeah talented bastard (laughs) at the table um, so yeah, before we jump into the preview side of things, we thought it was only right just to. It's a review show. Or a review show, apparently. The previews of <laughs> the stuff that already came out. It's because Keith hasn't given his previews or yet. I'm so it confused. Is. You know, I'm all over the place, shaking mm. things
2: up.
0: <laughs> well, either that, cool. or it's the whiskey. I don't know. But um, yeah, before we start the uh, the show off proper, we thought it was only right to address the sad news this week that one of the absolute giants of the industry, you know help define the industry really that sadly passed this week uh stanley of course uh died at the age of 95 um on monday past monday morning i believe um it's it's really weird it's one of those moments now i i'll almost remember exactly where i was when i heard the news yeah it's it's yeah. that sort of earth shattering an event when it was actually announced stanley he's There's been always the the problem with the internet these days is people put up all these fake news stories of oh Stanley has died. So you almost don't quite believe it, but it's finally happened.
2: Mm,
3: It's, uh, I mean, I guess I guess ninety five is is real good innings, like you know. um, So, I mean, we were expecting it sooner rather than later, especially with the stories that have been coming out of late. You know about um, uh, financial difficulties and uh, problems where people are ripping them off, or people yeah. are you know, on accusations and, <laughs> and abuse that. from nurses yeah. and medical staff. Uh, sad, sad stuff. Um, but yeah, but certainly, I mean, the time is the march of time is inexorable. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess as uh, Alan and I were were lucky enough to be asked to do a piece in the Belfast Telegraph. Uh, earlier on this week, uh, it was a pleasure to be involved in it with you. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, at that time, I guess we were talking about the impact that someone who you have never met and someone who doesn't even know you exist can have on your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, can have on, uh, uh, and I guess I'm just repeating what I've said before, but can have on uh, how you. How you grow up and how you develop and, uh, as an adult, how you spend your money and how you spend your time, uh, the, pe- the people you hang out with, yeah. you know, the things you like, and how you see the world.
4: I was going to say that, not just even that, but like your maybe your sense of morality too. Absolutely, a hundred
3: percent, a hundred percent. Like
4: it's crazy to think I to like that. How to treat people? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It's. Uh, I mean, it's. It's all. I mean, it's. Those. Those. Those lessons are. Uh, I mean, we've we've been. I. I've been reading comic books that were created by Stanley since you know for over 30 years you know what I mean mm-hmm. so those things are, are marked in my DNA you know with great power yeah. there must also come great responsibility mm-hmm. um, you know which is just it's it's. Just, I mean a lot of it comes down to just don't be a dick <laughs> you know what I mean but but I think he wrote that somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but, not going to be yeah, yeah, on like a wall uh, somewhere <laughs> you know but, but it's it's one of those things that you know if effectively what he's what what was saying on that you know whenever you don't apply it to someone with spider powers is you know if you if you have the ability to do something if you have the ability to help someone if they're in crisis if you have the ability to help people around you then you probably have you should be doing that you know what i mean and that's not a bad code to live by you know um and you know with the x-men you know the x-men well i mean it was an allegory for teenage angst and for uh people who were different and how those people who were different were hated and feared by the world around them and yet yeah. rose to protect that world so i mean that's a telling you that just because people are different you know from from how you are whether that's you know uh religiously speaking or whether it's you know um whether it's skin color or you know whether it's gender or sexuality that that there there is no that is not a justified reason to hate or fear someone, you know what I mean. So it's it's all anti misogyny and anti racism, and you know what I mean. So all of that yeah. stuff is just those are lessons for life and and and, and groundwork for a very solid society. Yeah. Like you know, yeah.
4: never mind all those great stories and characters like that. I think that's like the one thing maybe I'll take away from Stanley is that sense of right and wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it's, it's kind of black and white from a four color comic book. Um, but. Even just
0: as you say, black and white. I mean, you look at all the. Um, you look at the Black Panther movie coming out, and everyone was applauding that this was a really progressive movie and this and that. You know, Stanley took that lead back in the 70s, you know, yeah. at a time where, you know, it, it really shouldn't have hit the way it hit home. Um, and he just. He stood up for every single minority under the sun, but did it as you say through a four color comic book.
3: Yeah, I mean absolutely I've got a um, if you give me just a wee second something that should have pulled up pulled up earlier than that uh, it was uh, Stan used to Stan used to write Stan's soapbox monthly you know as he as he stepped back from from writing uh, comic books you know in the sort of the 80s and whatnot. Uh, he always had a piece in every editorial page of Marvel Comics, and that was called Stan's Soapbox So this was from the '70s, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this is a fairly good uh, summation uh, mm-hmm. of uh, of Stan and and the fact that he was sort of progressing. It's not that they, it's not like we're saying the guy was without his problems. Clearly, yeah. he yeah. loved the media, and you know Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby suffered for. You know, maybe Stan's uh, love of the media and whatever else, but there's no denying that he was the father of modern day comics But uh, Stan's soapbox, he says let's re- lay it right in the line and imagine this in his New York drawl go on, do you your know, best impression if, uh, not, a, not a chance it would be it would be disrespectful um, let's lay it right in the line bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today but unlike a team of costumed supervillains they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun the only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for their insidious evils they really are. The bigot is an unreasoning hater, one who he hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hang up is black man, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity and with equal venom. Now, we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for one human being to bug another. But although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational, patently insane to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on their own merits. Uh, Sooner or later, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. For then, and only then, will we be truly worthy of the concept that man has created in the image of God, a God who calls us all his children. Paxi Justica, Stan that's I mean that's that's a lesson for life really yeah it rings true for yeah. today absolutely um, but yeah that was uh, a friend of mine who's in a band uh, called the wood-burning savages which last night won the Northern Air Music Prize for Best oh. Of <laughs> who uh, who sent something that it was amazing actually the number of people who uh, whenever uh, the news of Stan's passing hit message me to say man sorry for your loss yeah you know yeah,
2: was, <laughs> and as you say
0: that goes back to the whole I've never even met this person yeah 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 at, even uh, they knew what they
3: meant uh-huh. it was so it was kind of crazy but you know there's there's the the good side of it because as uh, you know as I said at that time and that in that article you know I moved to Belfast uh, just under two years ago I guess a year and a half two years ago and you know in that time I've met all you guys you know and all the folks in the shop you know what I mean and that's through a mutual love of comic books. You know yeah. that that Stan was at the center of, so uh, I think that's 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 a very good. I mean, and might and, and multiply that with how that's happened all across the
1: world. You know? yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's even just new. through conventions and things like that. Yeah, that's just, not a bad thing. Yeah,
0: uh, the part of emotional, it's been fantastic. You know, everyone from every corner of the entertainment world, every corner of the comic loving world, it's it's like as you say, Stanley did have his problems, and obviously there was the problems with Ditko and so on and so forth, but since he's died I don't think you've heard one bad word you've heard nothing but an outpouring of respect you know for the most part yeah for the most part so um, it is going to be a very very surreal experience going to see Captain Marvel and he'll pop up in it Mm, Infinity War as well my big point I've chatted with everybody in the store about is I just wish he'd have been there to see Infinity War Part 2 be on the red carpet there at the premiere because that is the culmination of all of this work is right there in that moment where the whole world will be watching it, oh, and he'll yeah, be like, yeah. "Yep, I, yep. I pretty much co-created at the very least all of this." Mm-hmm. Well, said
1: he, he will, he will be there because he did create all this. This, this is all here because of what he's done. Yeah, like we wouldn't have the MCU, we wouldn't have any real modern comics because of what he hasn't done. <clears> so, with them all being on the red carpet, he is pretty much there. Plus, what depresses me as a point you brought up
0: earlier is that. Uh, his last on-screen presence while he was alive was in that piece of shit Venom, <laughs> <laughs> which really depresses me. But at the same time, I nearly broke down the other day because we saw the clip of him from Spider-Man Three, oh, the, uh, which yeah. just did it to all of us. Sorry. The ticker tape's going across. You know, which was like the about? best scene in the film. Oh, that terrible <laughs> movie. Not, <laughs> not that that's hard. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. seems to be anything with Venom, and it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, that
3: that that scene. it's uh, the ticker tape across the front of that, the digital ticker tape says Spider Man to be given key to the city. Yeah. And uh, Toby Maguire, uh, he walks up and, and he sees it and he's standing looking. And then Stan walks up beside him. <laughs> and uh, Not yeah, said. yeah,
1: yeah. No, because um, me and my friend have this sort of conversation we've always had after a Marvel movie is, is this Stan's best cameo? Yeah. So it was just a conversation we always had. But the other day, it sent me that Spider Man 3 tri- clip and went, this is the best one yeah now that he has passed away this has to be the one that has the most
2: impact yeah
1: yeah
0: well, you can argue his best one is not even in a Marvel movie I think his best one is Rats. Mallrats mm, where he has yeah. long conversations yeah. with him <laughs> especially where he keep where I think it's, um, it's Jason Lee's character in it he keeps asking him like when the Incredible Hulk hulks up he's like certain other things grow you know Mr. Fantastic you know he can stretch his whole body does that account for down there
3: (laughs) or there was a there was a great episode of uh, uh, the Kevin Smith comic book 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 which we introduced Raleigh to it's It's, (laughs) it's sadly it's sadly finished for now but uh, there was an episode at least one episode where Stan rocks into the, the secret stash and uh and it's almost like they're all, the rest of them are kids, you know, they all end up sitting on the floor and Stan's perched in the desk and he's telling them a story. And
4: they're all <laughs> you <all know>? <laughs> just looking wide <up laughs> That's
0: um, great storytelling. There was
3: a great video that uh, that produced from somewhere today, I think it was on Stan, you know, the uh, real Stanley Lee Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, that they were saying that there was times that they would set up cameras, you know, to film something with Stan, you know, just in the house or whatever, and uh, it would be this... would be gold you know he would just start talking and this particular one which you can find he they were setting up cameras and someone it was only it wasn't that long ago and he 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 didn't look and sound you know
2: yeah
3: clearly it was an older an old man you know Mm -hmm. um i don't think it was that long ago but he started talking about fans and what the fans meant to Uh, and that was kind of cool that was kind of cool so because that's yeah, yeah.
0: it I mean even as, as recently as a year ago he was still doing conventions you know as mm. old as he was and as frail as he was and as much as that would take the traveling out of him he always said everything he did was for the fans
2: mm-hmm. you know yep. and
0: yep. that really came through so it's um, it's a massive loss to the world I mean it's sort of fitting in a way that him and Steve Ditko both passed in the same year yeah. you know creators of Spider-Man um so yeah don't really know what else to say on the subject you know we all raise a glass of course yeah Excelsior again (laughs) we've raised many glasses this week towards the man
3: enough said enough said
0: so uh yeah that's our little mini tribute to stanley um thank you for everything and rest in peace so it almost seems a little trite to move on from that to (laughs) reviewing but at the end of the day we're reviewing comics because this is a medium we love a medium
4: Stanley loved and he had a big part in you know bringing yeah. us to that so I think um, even you don't even think about like all the joy he brings he brought people yeah. yeah like all the even all the fun and like every every single character and every single story like obviously shared with people but like probably wouldn't be sitting at this table without him not um, at all not at all yep yeah
1: you know this so um, this popped into my head actually yesterday Um, I think it was Walking to Work or something that's popped into my head but whenever you think whenever you say to someone to sort of list even celebrities mm-hmm. they'll go for maybe actors musicians things like that but everybody in the world not even the degree that they could name him mm-hmm. but knows Stan Lee's face yeah knows who he looks everybody like everybody knows who that he is related to Marvel and related to comics somehow yeah even just through the cameos in the films or was it? I think he had a cameo in a film that had nothing to do with comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something like Pretty Woman or something like that. He was a, he was had a cameo in. Mm-hmm. Everybody has seen <clears> him at least somewhere yeah. in their lives and know that he has something to do with comics.
0: What more do you say after that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as I say, we'll move on to some uh, comic reviews. Anyway, as I say, this is uh, just going to be ones that we personally enjoyed in the last sort of month, six weeks there thereabouts. Again, spoiler warning once more. Uh we even feel bad here because one or two people are a little behind in their reading, so they may have some things spoiled here. So I think I think what Alan's
3: referring to is is the fact that I had the lucky opportunity to go to Spain for two weeks. that's an explanation. And this week has been one of the busiest in the Northern Irish music calendar, which is Sound of Belfast, which is all panels and industry stuff, and then ended last night with the Sound of Belfast Or the, the Northern Ireland Music Prize So I haven't had a chance To touch anything this week So I'm about three weeks Behind my reading Don't hold it against Plus me. I just
0: like to give him abuse Because he's probably <laughs> Read more in his life Than the three of us combined <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I like to just throw that anyway But uh, yeah We'll start off with uh, What we'll do is Each person will introduce uh, The titles that they've picked we all just pick Two titles each There may be some Honourable mentions Along the way as well uh, But we start off actually With something from Kieran
1: Yeah um, So my first pick um is cursed comics cavalcade say it 10 times fast no (laughs) say say it again fast Cursed comics cavalcade basically what this is this dc i don't know over the past two three years i've done it for a good long while um have been doing sort of like holiday themed both marvel and dc have been doing it yeah like different
0: um theme books so halloween theme books there's Christmas christmas theme books I know the one
1: for Marvel this year was the Avengers Halloween special. Yeah, they even had a Valentine's one. Valentine's another one, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, what that is, this is this Halloween. This is the Halloween book. Um, this this caught my eye because of just the characters in it and what it is. I'm a big fan of these anthology books where it is just a little small stories, just all connected together, and some can be about a random character and not even be in universe. But it always it's always something nice because it's it introduces you into some writers that maybe you've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Some characters you've never decided to read until you've got to this anthology. Um with Cursed Comics Cavalcade, it's also horror based, which was right down my alley.
3: And you're a big Justice League Dark fan?
0: Big.
1: Big just as like Darth Man. Um, it's one thing specifically he's even on the cover for curse comics as is, as is Satana <laughs> and Batman, two of my other favourite
3: characters. Uh it's because the cover uh, is clearly um, put together to mimic the old DC comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's script, yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah. of that good so stuff. It yeah. does
1: it just it it reeks classic horror. Yeah. Horror. Um this it crosses ten it crosses ten stories um with ten different heroes. Um, we'll we'll go from Swamp Thing, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow, um, is Z- Then you even go into have an Ettrick and the Demon, which doesn't really show up much in. I tried to
0: the Demon a few times. Did it in fifty two. He's um, the Raymond one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, um, yeah. Never really. It was more of
1: a supporting character. He was, was more of a he was he definitely was in U 52s Justice League Dark at some stage yeah
3: uh, um, he, he, he's been in something recently but I can't remember was he in was he wasn't in Metal was he was metal? metal I thought he was in Metal he, he, was he in does appear in
0: Metal when the, was he not in is he not Metal where they end up in the bar I think he might be in the was, movie bar and anyway. I think
3: is he not one of the characters in uh, whenever they after Metal when they split all the teams up there was one team that was a bit creepy and mystical
1: oh and No Justice uh huh yeah he, he well. yeah, he was yeah. yeah. in there as well. Yes, he was. So he was in
3: there. I'm sure it wasn't Justice League, creepy and mystical. Yeah, um, <laughs> that wasn't the thing coming yeah. soon. That <laughs> should
1: be
0: the thing. That's, you know, we we do have a writer at the table. You know, if you want to pitch it, your ideas yeah. to Robbie here, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. you might. I'll, I'll just forward them on to DC. Okay, <laughs> cool, Cause cool, Then we'll go cool, from there. Because all you writers know each other. <laughs> they?
4: Yeah, They're all a big group channel Yeah, exactly. There's only like ten comics writers in the world. You
1: know each other. but there's 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 ten in writing this book. Um, <laughs> so some of the writers that s- are sort of sticking out to me, it's Tim Seeley. Um, you've got Jim, it, it's James Tinian uh, who's writing Justice League Dark at the minute. Anyway, is so it the Satana one here? He writes. He writes Satana. Yeah. Um, Which one did Tim Seeley write? Tim Seeley wrote the Swamp Thing oh, okay.
4: story because he he did a really good horror series called Hackslash.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I actually a, I discovered Hackslash just because it crossed over in a one shot with Neil Bader. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, there's a one-shot Neil Bider hack-slash. I think there's also Vampirella hack-slash as well. They've done it with a few different ones. Mm-hmm. But I've read it through Neil Bider primarily.
1: But, um, so, some of the stories just in this book are, are great. A lot of them... I know it's a review story, and we're sort of picking our favourite things of the month, but this proves to what the anthology books are. There's hit and misses with all of them. Mm-hmm. There there are some of the stories that do really stand out, and they're great. There's one story, it's basically Superman battling with... um. With with uh, sleep paralysis, yeah, um, but it, it does turn out that it's someone that's just broken out of the phantom, phantom zone. zone. First person in him, him. yeah. This the first person <coughs> in the phantom zone that's been haunting him, and as
3: opposed to a clunkily named villain,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have one uh, black light and a katana, which seems more sort of based in like old Japanese culture and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> my favorite one was. Uh, Randomly as well And this is something I'll link to something later
0: The Green Lantern story I thought was wonderful Yeah Uh, Using Guy Gardner Who's a character I could not care less about I can't stand Guy Gardner Or anything else (laughs) But yet It was completely um, It almost redefined His character on one page Because he's on holiday at the start of the story somewhere in the galaxy I bet
3: he's lost his lost, got behind his pull list as well yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no he has it all down he has it uh, on his he back. has on his ring he just like puts <laughs> it on the ring in front of him but
0: he's on holiday and they call him up and they're like we're sorry to disturb him he goes screw that I love this stuff and in that moment I just sort of thought yeah I kind of like this character actually but well, one of the reasons I love that story so much is because I had a Norman of Darkness reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he says
1: what are these primitive screwheads problem, <laughs> and I just straight away just thought of good old Ashley Williams. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the main the main story that stood out for me though, which was great, was the Adric and the Demon one. Just through the art of, of it, there it was art by uh, Gabriel Hardman. Um. It basically it follows a wife and a husband. The wife's trying to get help for her husband because he's been he's been uh, possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, she turns to Jason Blood then who famously is Etric and the Demon Um, and reaches out to him but he owns up that he was able to sort of pass Etrigan on to her yeah. husband but the in it's fantastic Um, it takes one of the main things with the horror for me is I'm not a massive massive horror fan in modern day Yeah. but anything like Victorian or anything even it doesn't even modern day as in the last 10, 20, 30 years 80s, I'll, I'll get behind with. Yeah, but it's just whenever modern day sometimes horror doesn't really sit with me. Yeah. But with this one, it's it's set in, in Victorian London. It's following Edric and the of demon. The art's fantastic. It just all sits well. Yeah. And it is just creepy enough to pass as a good horror title. Well,
0: even the uh, as ever, of course, the Batman story is very good. It sort of turns the whole slasher idea on its head. Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting. There's a another good story r- regarding the uh, song of the sea uh the siren that um, is trapping these people in a small coastal town, and it's a Wonder Woman story. It's um, yeah, I think one of the strengths of anthology stories is just variety. Um, and as you say, not all of them are hits, but there's definitely more hits than misses in yeah. this, I would say. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great read as well. It, again, I think it's ironic that you bought it primarily because Zatanna, Swamp Thing, and Batman are on the cover, but then I thought the other person on the cover is Guy Gardner, and his was the best one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not
3: a big fan of anthology books uh, like that, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I've read too many of them that are just uh, throwaway. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the same way as I'm not a huge fan of annuals because uh, I sort of get invested in the story, you know, the the core story as it's going through, and yeah. then you know they release an annual, you're like, well, I just have to, I just spent twice as much on this mm-hmm. as I normally spend on a book, and it was a random throwaway story. Now. Yeah. That said there's exceptions to the rule like the Amazing Spider-Man annual uh-huh. yeah to uh-huh. the, there's and
4: book, there's a certain book on the table that might <laughs> change your mind on anthology perfect perfect and what is that book Ruddy? Uh, well I believe it's Tales of Fractured Worlds my, right? my latest book uh-huh. <laughs> well actually do you know I actually love anthology so I'm very excited to pick up Chris Comics Cavalcade hey, hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I can I can rest easy after that one. <laughs> but I think a good anthology is you've got lots of different stories, but the stories it's are going to be better. shorter. Yeah, exactly, and you've got a couple of pages, like 3 to 10 pages to get a message across. Mm-hmm. And it's it's about a character and it's about a message and that's kind of like maybe I like in Tales of Fractured Mind in the introduction I said it was kind of like a mixtape mm-hmm. so it's like you can you can just put anything in it but it's got to have a message and it's got to have a meaning and I like I really like that idea yeah 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 you haven't got yeah. it's not quite long form storytelling we're not talking about
1: albums we're talking about yeah yeah a collection of singles collection
4: of singles is yeah. Best exactly exactly yeah. no
1: I am um, I always I, I like these anthology because it is sort of an introduction to a writer or an introduction to an artist. Right, it's just something to sort of introduce yourself and sort of catch your eye to go, yeah, oh, I'll look into the rest of their yeah. stuff.
4: I find that um Alan said something on the last podcast. To what was it? Oh, to follow? Look you proven you <laughs> listen to these podcasts? You only listen to them, <laughs> <Yeah. know. laughs> Um, follow. What was it? Follow. Follow creators, creators. Creators, not series. Always. And I think that's a really good that's a really good thing for like an anthology
0: absolutely because if you read like maybe a six-page story and you're interested in that creator you'll then keep an eye out for them I mentioned Neil Bider for example um, which is Joshua Williamson that was my introduction to him and now Joshua Williamson writes The Flash he writes Justice League Odyssey Uh, he writes Birthright Uh, Rick Remender is another great favorite of mine so yeah I just always think if you like a writer's style or an artist style follow them rather than the stories so
4: And especially, I know probably have to move on to the next one, but like,
2: we we like to work here all (laughs) night. That's alright. Only one of us is working tomorrow, and
4: it's the guy who owns a comic book store. I need to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you seeing an anthology, you might have more creative creativity in those six pages than you might in like a that's that's doing like a DC series. So you're saying there's
3: creativity in... Cursed Comics Cavalcade cal- 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 Creativity <laughs> and
4: Cursed
1: Comics <laughs> Cavalcade yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, I always see that with, with just I was sort of thinking about this the other day with single issues people are handed a single issue to write it's like write this story in so many issues or so many pages sometimes it feels like maybe they're trying to drag it out a bit to that out point of it, yeah. yeah whereas with 5, 6, seven, eight pages it has so to be so focused just, they're hitting the story yeah. and that's it yeah it has to be so focused otherwise it's just instantly forgettable
0: yeah
3: yeah. We're looking at you, DC's 52.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: um, DC have done very
4: well in the prestige sort of anthology formats because there was a really good, that Swamp Thing one was really good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, are mm-hmm. Special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winter Special,
0: again. So yeah. like there's, there's another
4: anthology story for DC coming up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Excellent. So that's the uh, the first pick. So that was from Karen. That was Cursed Comics Cavalcade. I well, it well, it well it practiced Go on First Comics cavalcade. Nice. Yeah, I'm well versed in that now. Uh, yeah, so that was the first pick. The second one's actually going to be from myself. I know I'm going to shock a lot of people here. I'm not even going to start with DC. I'm not even going to start with Batman. It's actually Punisher, of all things. Marvel's um, Batman. It's uh, <laughs> Well, it will be in the Batman relapse anyway, True. by the look of it. Um, yeah, so Punisher is a character that, for me, was primarily defined by Garth Ennis Runs. Uh, The Punisher is an over the top violent book, it's pure escapism I think, it's the equivalent of playing Grand Theft Auto or something like that, it's so over the top that it takes you away from a reality almost. Now with Ennis' run he did it primarily through Punisher Max so had all the freedom in the world and it was just a good fun brutal story. For me no one's really captured the Punisher as well since. But I have to say, this run is as close as it's come for me. And it's only three issues in. Uh, It's written by Matthew Rosenberg, uh, who I've been a fan of for a little while. He's done some great stuff at Marvel. Uh, The artist... I'm going to totally balls up this uh, pronunciation. Go on, you guardian. Well, it looks like Simon, but there's a Zen in it. So it's like... What was I saying earlier? The surname's uh, Kudransky, but it looks almost like Simon it's Simon. Simon. It could just be Simon with a, a silent Z or silent Z for all weird Americans out there. Um, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my. <laughs> nice. i just people like check off
2: listeners.
1: this podcast. <laughs> people literally st- stop right. <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway, uh, yeah, what I like about this Punisher series, it's just very much back to basics. It's just Frank's pretty much a pure killing machine. It's all about pure vengeance. He won't let anybody get
3: in his way. Well, I mean, the crux, the crux of this, isn't it? Is uh, after Secret Empire, mm-hmm. uh, during which Frank uh, was convinced to serve uh, uh, Steve L. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Well, not for me. That's I've heard that. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, heard that yeah. before. It's good. I uh, to him. The 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 evil Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cap was. The, the head of HYDRA um, so so Punisher found himself I guess it was through his respect for for Cap as a like a war hero and mm-hmm. you know Frank's a a veteran you know he's a marine former marine and you know he's always had this this real respect for Cap and in fact Cap tends to be the only one who can stop uh, Frank Short you know Cap will go in and oh, go other than maybe
0: Daredevil ah,
3: but no there's that But you see
0: in
4: the book
3: but Cap Cap will sort of walk in and go alright soldier that's enough yeah you know Mm -hmm. and he'll treat him nearly like a superior officer you know what I mean Um, but uh, so during this during uh, Secret Empire which was a a divisive storyline
0: quick show of hands who liked Secret Empire I loved it yeah absolutely I also haven't read it yeah, so, uh, fair enough. It, it really was
3: really divisive. Uh, yeah, Nick Spencer's story that was it was. I, almost, yeah. People
0: judged it after one issue. It's almost it like was, he let the guy tell a story. It
3: was it. to me. It was it was a classic trope, where yeah. the the good guy is now the bad guy. They did it in Star Trek all the time, where <clears> with the mirror universe, and I just love that stuff because, of course, you love seeing your heroes being, you know, really yeah it's having like to scrape the bottom almost, because you know yeah. they will come back up, and that story. You know, on the other side of it was, you know, the the displaced personality of Steve Rogers trying to force his way back and figure right. out who he was and so forth. But, um, you know, in the meanwhile, Hydra are taking over the world, and it was great. And even um, just
0: as a very quick aside to that, none other than Stanley himself said, "This is the most interesting thing anybody's done with Captain America in years." Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. So even he was impressed with it.
3: Um, but <clears throat> uh, I guess Frank frank castle the punisher now feels like he was sort of screwed over so he's on a he's in a tirade against mm. hydra he's yeah. killing off hydra he's intending to get to Baron Zemo and wipe him out you know yeah and this is this is frank just coming off the back of punisher war machine mm. uh which was a great storyline it was effectively nick fury gave frank castle uh the war machine armor and said i need i need a favor and then frank went oh i've I've got a killing machine here. I'm not giving it <laughs> back. And like Fury was like, ah balls, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I might not have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so yeah. So this is. But then what what they've done in this story, what, what Matthew Rosenberg has done is taken that. You know. So he was Frank was given this weapon, the War Machine armor, mm-hmm. uh, and what Rosenberg has done is taken it back to be a it's Frank with with a bunch of guns and a knife. Yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean. And he's just back to being. Frank Castle the Punisher from I know you talked about um, Garth Ennis but for me the Punisher was defined, defined by the original Punisher War Journal storyline back in you know sort of 90s that's when I first saw the Punisher and it was I mean uh, Garth Ennis writer from Belfast you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's on your WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> say hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he brought a real grittiness to, yeah. Uh, and that was all welcome back, Frank, and that sort of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, but uh, so this is a wee bit, I guess, like that. It's a back to basics Punisher.
0: Yeah. You know, that's why I've enjoyed it so much. It's very simple, straightforward storytelling. The artwork's been fantastic. Another reason I like it is that I've been very late to the whole Mortal Netflix party, shall we say. And I know I'm now watching through them in order, so I'm currently on Iron Fist, which, by the way, I don't get the hate over. I've been nope. six Agreed. episodes Agreed. in. I think it's been very yep. good. Yep. Um, oh,
3: but, did you see the thing about uh, just when we were talking about Stanley earlier on? The Netflix did the other day. Yes, uh-huh. Excelsior. Uh, if you type in Excelsior yeah. exclamation mark, it'll put up all the Marvel stuff. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice
1: touch. It was funny. They they called it the the Stanley verse. Uh-huh. I've never seen that before, I think. Stanley verse. <laughs> the Stanley verse. The Stanley <laughs> But yeah, just because I've
0: been late to that part, I haven't quite seen the Punisher TV show yet. But um, what I've enjoyed in this run so far, again, only three issues in, is that Luke Cage has showed up, Iron Fist has showed up, Daredevil shows up. Um, well, I, I love that little pocket universe of New York.
3: But those are the street level heroes. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
0: You know, not everything has to be. I mean,. This brings it back to something you said recently about reading Justice League, that it's, oh God, another world ending event, here we go. Sometimes you don't need that, you just want a, like a street level story. You can almost get more on board with that and understand that a bit more because there's a hint of reality to it. Just takes you yeah. back to your life on the streets, doesn't it? You know it does, you know. <laughs> the streets of Belfast
4: have been tough. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> some for Garth and has got his, you
4: know, uh, inspiration. There's <laughs> some fantastic scenes in that. I think it might be the third issue with the train. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, given that this is an audio medium, not a visual yeah. medium, I'm still gonna open it up and that, look that at that it. Won't be <laughs> <laughs> the first Although, thing Kieran said when he read it was, Can I have a canvas made of this place? <laughs> Thank you for fixing the tape down there, kid. Um,
4: <laughs> but I would say the way you were app. saying about Iron Fist and Luke Cage, yeah. they didn't really do much with them in that second issue. Not necessarily, they... it
0: was just the fact that they appeared. I, yeah, they were like. Like we chatted about this earlier. Videos. I love that, like, New York, of course, it's a big place, but all these superheroes being in it, they should cross paths more often. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just quickly or someone's in the background. I was actually thinking this as I was watching Iron Fist. How amazing would it be if, like Danny Rand's walking down the street to Rand Industries, and you just see like a guy swinging away up in the background? They don't even draw attention to it. Uh, but I, I mean, just...
3: I've seen wee cameos like that before in Marvel Comics. Yeah, happened. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean that—that's—that was the one thing that that uh, you know Marvel Comics did well with Stan was he realised I think that he was creating a shared universe yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? Because at the time even with DC and the characters that had been around beforehand they they didn't cross paths but yeah. early Marvel stuff you know well to be fair that was before Stan you know you had Submariner and the Human Torch yeah. you know what I mean the, the android Human Torch Jim Hammond mm-hmm. you know who then became invaders and then Captain America you know da-da-da-da. But so there's definitely there was more of a shared universe vibe so I, I, I love seeing that yeah, yeah it's class and uh, you see it you see it lovely in the Spider-Man PS4 game uh, yeah. that shared universe and it's yeah. exactly yeah. that you can you can swing past the Rand corporation or damage control damage control, control or the side marketing embassy and
0: or the, yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah cool all anyway. kinds of stuff so but yeah I just I've been really really impressed with Punisher no, so I, far
1: I genuinely mm. very much really enjoyed <laughs> reading yeah. the Punisher even though pick up a list of the first <laughs> yeah, it was kind
0: of funny because Kieran was here earlier and I said right, do you want to read Punisher while we're waiting and uh, he said no I don't want to read it because I only end up wanting to collect it
1: because <laughs> then it it's funny because with marvel i have all these favorite characters in marvel but i never read any of them spider-man mm-hmm. i was falling off a bit dropped it off oh man I mean, is really really good it has really, really yep. yep. been one of my top heroes since i was no age mm-hmm. punisher i've loved daredevil i've loved all the street level heroes that are in this book i have loved <laughs> at some stage but i don't read this book <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sorry to announce it to you I'm
0: but you know the i read punisher <laughs> <reading> the <laughs> it's on your list without, without let me just asking. type that into the computer here for <laughs> cool so that was the second title that was the punisher uh so that's from myself and uh, now we'll move on to with with have
4: went dc With went marvel now i got an indie book um coming up from roddy this time all right well i'm going to go for a title from dark horse and it's a Shall we say it's a long time in the making And it's not It's not quite what they expected But um, I am going to review William Gibson's Alien 3 comic So basically I just got into Coffee and Heroes today And I was like I really need to read this I saw it on I didn't realize they were making this, and then on until you listen to the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. wow. <laughs> listened to the podcast today! So. <laughs> I'm almost as behind as Keith. So, but um, yeah, I saw it. I saw it on your Facebook page on the the rack for the new releases. Yeah. And I was like, "What is that?" You're like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Alien 3. It's like Alien Three is one of my. I don't want to say favorite movies because it's not. It's kind of not brilliant at all it's the one that but, comes um, after aliens
1: yeah the one that comes after the best one yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. see. <laughs> <Yeah, absolutely. laughs> man is yeah. an alien resurrection yeah. fan <laughs> uh, Covenant
0: like, like uh, Covenant I like I Covenant still I still haven't Covenant. finished Covenant I've only of had I like Prometheus I like
4: Covenant do you like Prometheus I like Prometheus Prometheus is a
0: beautiful looking movie but it's still a movie where from 6 billion people on earth they chose one guy who's the best in the world at mapping environments and he gets lost yeah. <laughs> even with like mapping technology. but they're all they're all
4: really bad at their jobs though whatever they but are Prometheus
0: right. itself as a movie I do think it gets a bit of a bum rap but I do think it's stunning looking and there's good parts to it but yeah. alien Covenant just I feel the, I feel the same way about Covenant I think it's fantastic I get halfway through yeah. it and there's a point in it specifically where they're on the deck of the ship and it's like we have spent billions of, of dollars and lots of time researching this planet on the other side of the galaxy which is perfect for us to continue our species oh but flashing light beacon we should go to this <laughs> <laughs> i just
4: wouldn't you wanna no, investigate even. a flashing the beacon future here? of the human the human race or, is at stake to be fair isn't it a distress signal oh, well,
3: it was a distress signal i one nail.
4: don't care don't care. Call me hard oh, Okay, note no, no 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 to go self, go if you're ever in trouble,
3: don't go <laughs> <Yeah. now.
0: laughs> Don't, don't fire the stress at <laughs> me at all. It's, different. it's different if I know you, you know what I mean? I don't know oh, these okay. people. Well, you don't know if you didn't know them. But people. you're weighing <laughs> up humanity. You're weighing <laughs> up like saving maybe ten people on this planet. Uh, against the entire human race. A stranger is just a
1: friend you haven't met yet. Great power <sighs> comes great responsibility. We've had this conversation. <laughs> anyway, I, I think you were
3: reviewing a book, weren't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, well... So, Alien 3.
3: When did Alien 3 come out? This 90, way today. 92. Oh, yeah, yeah. This way. The, the movie. The the
4: 92. So it's a very complicated story. So, Which I'm going to have to now check on my phone, because
0: I said 92 so definitively. Okay. I'm just wondering <laughs> where,
3: when it originally came out, because I, I, I think it was about 20 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, more? More, yeah. definitely yes. more.
4: So it was when, 90, it's 91 yeah. or 92. Definitely say. more, than yeah. definitely more. 92. 92. Boom. Boom. Oh, okay.
2: What age were you, man? I was nine. Nine. Hmm
0: just because
1: Kira wasn't born yet, yeah. 14 <laughs> a couple of years out. I'm getting there
4: but yeah so <laughs> Alien 3 by Dark Horse issue 1 so it's written it's I think there might be a few comics like this and I really like the way comics can be this sort of different thing because with there's a lot of like TV shows TVs and movies like hoovering up all these comic properties and this is sort of turning it on its head Mm -hmm. a wee bit and that's that's why I was really attracted to it so it's an unproduced screenplay William Gibson author of like Neuromancer Neuromancer
3: which was the book that defined cyberpunk yeah Yeah. so
4: what what do they say low is it low high tech low life yeah isn't that it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so he, he wrote a script for Alien Three. Um whatever reason, Suits didn't like it. I think it's a long story. He couldn't do the rewrites to it. Mm-hmm. So it lay lay dormant for a long time. This Alien Three script is just it's just gonna be there. It's just gonna be one of those yeah. well, long was, sought after unproduced holy, holy grills myself. like isn't that what they say about um June from Jardowski? Jardowski, Yeah. yeah. But, or, um, or David Lynch's Return of the Jedi oh yeah he But like, offered it. could you imagine that as a comic mm, could be but um, yeah so it's adapted shall we say with art by Johnny Christmas who's like quite a fantastic artist and writer who's done an image series called Firebird that I really like and then colors are by Tamra Bond villain I think Alan had a joke oh, about need that need a D in there that, <laughs> w- that would be the best sir <laughs> with a D <laughs> But yeah, um, what I really like about it, like even like looking through the pages, it's not the alien that I remember. And the first thing that I really like about it is that they all survive, and they're not all dead. All the characters aren't dead at the start of the film.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, so it's a little story I told about James Cameron. The reason he hates Alien Three is because they spend the entirety of the movie of aliens going through hell, and Newt Hicks and Ripley all survive and. Bishop is still alive as so he's been ripped t- in half, half but yeah. he's still alive. And then Alien Three begins, and boom, they're all dead. So he basically said, "What the hell was the point in us making those characters yeah. survive?" So it's almost a direct continuation of it. Oh, big time! I mean, it's it's almost as if Alien Three, the movie, never happened. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean I
3: think that's what it is. This is in this, oh, is, this is sort of the. But all
0: those characters are alive when this starts. That's yeah. what's great about it. Yeah, so it's yeah. Not, so, Straight away, you have a connection to. It. So yeah. is
3: Ripley a still the star or?
0: No, she's no. buried yeah. in the first
2: issue. It's yeah.
4: like um, her maternal instincts <laughs> kicking at one point. That's about it. Hey, it's only supposed to be a cameo. She's her through the whole series cameo. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. As I understand, I certainly to, from what I've read about Alien Three that originally uh, Michael Biehn's character was supposed to be the star. Oh yeah. yeah uh, he yeah, was supposed yeah, to be yeah. elevated to Hicks. Wasn't it Hicks? Yeah. 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 He was supposed to be elevated to, you know what I mean? So yeah,
4: lead character. Yeah. But there's <clears throat> well. I say it's all about them it's a different ship I can't remember the name that finds <coughs> these characters in space uh-huh. uh, Sulak is it? could have been Sulaco? Sulaco? No, yeah. like,
1: that's that's the alien aliens ship
4: yeah um, so they basically this company the United Peoples it's United UPPs, Peoples it? yeah something like that And hmm. there's kind of like a Soviet overtone to it um, it's really good and it's very looking at um, his art and it's Tamara Bond villain's colors that really stand out to me because mm-hmm. I associate alien with like really dark grimy yeah like almost. but this is all really <coughs> neat neon and it's very clean even mm-hmm. like the scenes with the aliens and, and stuff like that but um, it's just a really interesting story like how they come there's another group that have to anchor the Sulaco and basically they go through an investigation and in quarantine and who knows hell might break loose and the alien might get on their ship mm-hmm. who knows yeah I thought it was a really good first issue as well um, but that's the thing it works like it works as, it works as a, a s-
0: comic it works as a comic and it, it's just got great feelings of nostalgia like you'll see a little um, quick scene in it where it's close to the airlock where the alien queen was sucked out in the aliens there's you know you see Bishop you see Bishop's legs lying there on the same sort of uh, deck mm-hmm, as well Um mm-hmm. uh, and also a continuation of how the alien egg would have survived and how oh, it yeah, survived yeah. and grown. So uh, I think this is a great example of, of the comic medium because it's it's similar to like TV shows where maybe they don't want to spend the money producing it and the money, you know, another big title release today that proves this was Firefly. Yep. So Firefly mm-hmm. comic came out this week as well. They've continued Buffy in the comics, they've continued the X-Files in the comics. Um, it's a great way of continuing the medium for fans, yep. continuing yep. the story. And this is almost like a curious item brought to life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But within so now, um, within three anomaly, pages, you know? I had forgot about Alien 3, the movie, within a couple mm-hmm. of pages. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it going,
1: I haven't read it, and I already forgot about Alien 3, the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I been know. a long time
0: since I saw Alien 3. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's okay, okay don't, don't watch the in the colony you know, where yeah. she has her head shaved, and there's <laughs> it's only one alien awful. in it, isn't it? it
4: it has got some really not great ideas. Do you know that the
0: standard cut's good? You know who directed it? No, David, David Fincher. Uh-huh. Oh, really? It was David Fincher's first movie in Hollywood, and he said he was nearly put off directing by it because the suits just kept interfering and interfering. Studio? Ah, uh, absolutely. Because he was horses? a he was a music video director at the time. I think he directed a couple of Madonna's most famous yeah. um, videos, and then he took a break from directing until the game. I think it was Michael Douglas, and then obviously Seven. And the rest is history. Um, but yeah, he has said that it's still to this day his worst experience making a movie. Was Alien 3? There is a director's cut, which I don't have. Yeah, the director's
1: it. cut's good. Is that it good? It is good, yeah. Um, it does. It, it fixes a lot of problems.
0: I mean, extended cuts are good. You know. <laughs> I, no, what I'm about not. the extended <laughs> cut of Deadpool 2? Or uh, Deadpool 2, sir? I refuse to watch Deadpool 2 again in any no. form, because it was terrible. I wouldn't be wasting my time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: was, uh, was Paul McGann in uh, Alien 3? Was that right? Paul McGann?
0: Uh, well,
1: the Doctor
0: Who? Yeah, the know, yeah awesome. the eighth Doctor was. not I think yeah. he might have been in it. Yeah, I think I was he in a
1: series of Doctor, or was he just in the he movie? He was in uh, off a was in, web series, a one episode web series. It was after
3: after Sylvester McCoy regenerated, mm-hmm. and it was a yeah. it was a, a a Doctor Who TV movie, but it, it was, was option American two America, um, and uh, he he so he only played it for that one yeah, role I'll because that, that was, was the last. It yeah well it was the last Doctor Who then the next one was the new Doctor Who with Eggleston Eggleston, but uh, um, Paul McGann continued as uh, audio tapes uh, audio books yeah yeah they were very good anyway we digress
4: yeah um, I don't really have much else to say other than I really like what Dark Horse are doing with the alien books there was a really great graphic novel called Dead Orbit don't know if anyone else Mm. read it but it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's written and drawn by the same guy. I can't remember his name. So hopefully someone can look it up on their phone. <laughs> but um, And there's also another great Alien series coming out called Resistance. Which yeah. has a really good Irish artist called Robert Kerry. And it's definitely one to check out James, for. James Stokuk. Sto- 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 oh, Stokuk, Sto- yeah. It's fantastic, I love it. But like, there's almost... Aliens is a weird series because you think there's almost... Nothing you can do with it, but there's so much you so can do much, with it. Yeah, they've um, yeah, been
0: trying to recapture the glory of those first two movies ever since. the, the have in the books. That's the thing. The movies yeah,
4: never did it, yeah. but the books. And they're two very different movies. It. Dead Orbit yeah. just captures the feeling of the first one.
2: Mm-hmm. Just that feeling of Definitely. suspense and yeah, dread.
4: it's just it's actually like quite. I wanted to talk about Skyward in this one, and the feeling of there's an image series called Skyward. If nobody's read it or. Uh, I just picked it up Um but I love the f- it's just the feeling of Skyward Um mm-hmm. in the first I think it's the first five issues they're in a city and it's like a really fun when you're reading it you get a really fun sense of freedom and uh, there's a lot of movement in it mm-hmm. and compare that to aliens dead orbit where it just the art makes you feel like claustrophobic yeah. and really it's really intense Nice. Excellent. Well, that's well um, That is William Gibson's
0: Alien Three. So the first issue of that just dropped this week. So perfect time to jump on that. Um,
1: I don't know if that's on my pull list. I
0: yet. think it's going to be six issues in total. Um, no, if i might tell you if it's, yeah. if it's not on my pull list, it's going to be. If it's not on your pull list, it's about to be. I yeah. bet like the Punisher. I'll um, not tell you what's on your pull list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. But like,
4: surely you should just he pick knows. it up. This the writer's called Johnny Christmas. So and writer, on, writer Christmas. and artist Tamara is Bonville. Yeah, come on, Bonville. <laughs>
0: So uh, yeah, so we'll move away then from Alien Three, and just as you were as shocked that I introduced the Marvel book first,
3: dun, dun, dun. Keith is
0: going to be introducing the DC book first. Uh, uh, <laughs> bizarre world here. So
3: yeah, I'm so Jesus. So this I is going Jesus. to
0: be on the other side of the table. <laughs> So we talked a lot before about Batman Issue Fifty Five, and how great that issue was, um, and this is sort of the fallout from it.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, so in Batman Fifty Five. Preamble. Um, uh, KG Beast lured uh, Batman and Nightwing uh, to the roof of, uh, I guess it was the. GCPD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And uh, and in, in an effort to, I guess, rail Batman, shot uh, Nightwing in the head. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Batman 55, you assume. That he must be dead, but as it turns out, he's not dead. Um, he has been brain damaged. Uh, so uh, it seems to be part of a, a certainly initially a four-part story. There's been there's been story. There's been I, I guess rumors that, that DC have sort of swerved at the last minute and decided you know it was going to be a longer-term thing, uh, but DC have decided to swerve and keep it a four-part story. And you know maybe I don't know, but uh, it's written written by Benjamin Percy. Um, who was a journal? Uh, has written Detective Comics, a few other bits and pieces, That's but true. yeah, some of that sort of stuff, darker stuff. But uh, it, it picks up in Bloodhaven, which is where Nightwing has been making his home uh, for since the start of the Nightwing series, the the, the Rebirth Nightwing mm-hmm. series. Uh, uh, and I guess this is nothing. I I I love Nightwing. I, he's my probably my favorite DC character. Um, probably it's. Because he's reminiscent of a wee bit of a, a kind of Peter Parker, a kind of Spider-Man He uh, sees the joy in it. Does yeah, he thing. does, and, and I love that. You know, I think that's the same thing that attracts me to to Spiderman. Um, but this has turned that in its head. He mm-hmm. can't. He he's now going by <clears throat> the identity of Rick, isn't it? I think it's Rick. Rick. Uh, uh, he doesn't remember his old life at all. He doesn't remember uh, being Nightwing. Uh, he doesn't even remember being Dick Grayson. Uh, and that was a real juxtaposition to Batman 55 because Batman 55 really focused on that joy yeah. uh, and that the joy that, that, uh, that Dick Grayson took out of the partnership with Batman uh, now no longer Robin he's now a man in his own right he's now a superhero in his own right uh, and he's, he can handle he's, he's the only person I think you know that can handle Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. he has no problem he knows him he's grown up around him he's grown up around Bruce Wayne he's grown up around Batman he can take the piss out of him you know what I mean? He can, uh, yeah, but but with respect, and I think he's one of the only people that Batman respects. Uh, I always get that impression that there's a real grudging, nearly grudging respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not almost a because, grudging respect. Yeah, that they left them exactly. But. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's <clears throat> different from the relationship between Batman and Superman. You know, I think yeah, I think it's I don't know, I haven't really thought it through, but but yeah, there's definitely a grudging respect there, and. I think maybe Batman's respect of Superman comes from the fact that he's the most powerful being on Earth mm. you know what I mean and can pop his head uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, Batman has a plan for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. until he doesn't was <laughs> <laughs> a new head <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this is really so that juxtaposed against Batman 55 it's really you know focused on that and obviously it deliberately focused on it to make this the end of it heart wrenching you know Tom yeah. King again Um so this picks up after that, and uh, and Rick is kind of a real a hole. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, just sofa hopping. He's, he is. He doesn't. Place. He doesn't. He's not even sofa hopping. He's breaking into houses to sleep on yeah. sofas and houses that are empty. And then these people are coming back to their houses after holidays, or whatever. And this you know bum has slept on their sofa. He's Living in a van. He's living in a taxi. He becomes a taxi driver and. He's drinking in bars, and you know Barbara, bad girl, you know his sometime lover is, yeah. you know approaching him and saying, "But that you need it," and he's like, "I'm not that person anymore." I, um, he's enjoying not being that person. He's enjoying not having any responsibility. He's enjoying not having, you know what I mean. He's uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's a real kind of you know, that's how they might have fallen, but they don't. he doesn't even realize that that's the case. You know. Um, he he resents his old life so much. He resents Barbara coming to find him, and he resents Alfred coming to find him so much that he goes and tracks down one of his old uh, Nightwing houses and burns all his costumes. Uh, you know, so he's he's, he's leaving that yeah. all behind. You know what I mean? it's kind of you're like, no
4: man, you, want to, you kind of want <laughs> so to does put it he on he have a plan? He does Is there any indication of like what he's going to do going forward? Well, he doesn't care.
3: Is, he doesn't oh, care. Oh, That's okay. a, he doesn't. He really has no sense of responsibility and no sense of anything other than just a kind of low-skill low hedonism like nearly it's just you know what I mean he's, he's working on a taxi so he's got somewhere to sleep uh, he's you know enough money for his next drink yeah he's just thinking like day-to-day moment to moment you know moment. Uh, uh, so it was a real uh, that was a real diner, like it was a real you know and and Alfred's really trying and Babs is really trying uh, until then he's forced to react uh, you know, it's almost like this, this. This is all like a because he doesn't have an identity to remember. He's building his own identity. He's becoming the person that he thinks he wants to be. But of course, Nightwing has been trained since boyhood as a fighter and as a warrior and as a detective. And you know that sort of muscle memory doesn't leave you. You know what I mean? So, uh, and that's sort of how I guess. Let's see if this issue ends with the next issue ends where, you know, he's forced to react and he reacts like Nightwing. And then he resents himself for it. He's like... You know, so it's so it's kind of... It's a real interesting story. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I thought whenever they were previewing this and they were saying, you know, Dick Grayson is going to lose something that really makes him Nightwing. I thought, Jesus, are they going to break his legs? Or are they going to... Yeah, he going to physical Is it going to be... Is he going to get shot in the spine like, like Barbara did mm-hmm. and he has to become Oracle or some kind of... You know, but this is kind of really different because they've really... You know, he still got all his skills. He just doesn't remember them and doesn't care that he has them. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so it's kind of it's, it's a real interest. Yeah. And remembering remembering, enjoying it. Yeah, I guess
4: that's interesting. I like. I mean, in comics, I'm sure they've done the memory wiping thing yeah, a few yeah, times, uh-huh, like, a uh-huh. few times. But um, I don't I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Like the person not caring, like yeah. not wanting to do that's nearly an
3: act sort of yeah. It's I mean, nearly like it's nearly like there's some part of that Grayson that is going. I've been doing this all my life. I've been Robin. I've been Nightwing. I've been Batman be nice sidekick. Be yeah. I, I, I like, and he likes the freedom of, you know, of the freedom from that responsibility, which makes me wonder: does he remember subconsciously more than he thinks he remembers? You know what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a lovely. There's a. There's a lot sort of going on.
4: Well, the... this might tie it in. Didn't Peter Parker in Spider Man Three enjoy the freedom of not being Spider Man? yeah for a brief
2: period. that's right yeah i realized yeah. that the other spider-man
4: was yeah uh, they were split apart huh? uh-huh. the, that's yeah that's why you need to
0: read amazing spider-man
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah well <laughs> was, yeah,
3: uh-huh. it's kind of, that, that's just a really yeah. good point actually it's a really good point so i i like whenever you know whenever you've been reading comics for you know 30 35 years you've, there's a lot of those are watching tv shows or movies there's a lot of those yeah. those tropes and things come up but whenever they're handled a wee bit differently it's nice. So, just what we were talking about earlier on about Secret Empire. I, you know, whenever I saw that, whenever the first, whenever you first saw, uh, you know, Captain America, uh, push, um, God, I can't even remember who it was.
0: I was in Cap, Steve Rogers, Captain yeah, America. Yeah, Steve. And he,
3: he, you know, he pushed another hero out of a plane killed him. And
0: then it ended with him saying, "He'll Hydra."
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You were just like, ah, oh, this is the classic good guy turns bad guy trope. This is going to be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why it didn't bother me because you had. You know all these uh, tweets and you know posts and whatnot from going. You can't do that to Cap, and I was like, of course they can. Coming for a built for this.
0: Give it ten months <laughs> yeah. and be back to normal. It's <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. This is not so, a permanent. Probably
4: job. wasn't even ten months. Yeah so, yeah. so this is
3: so this is good. This is good going forward. And then the other the other element is that Nightwing has become so important to Bloodhaven. He's become Bloodhaven's hero. You know, Bloodhaven, I guess, is a an area outside of Gotham or a town mm. or a townland outside Gotham, which is just the center of like badness. Um, so he's moved out there, he's been out there fifty issues now and he's become a real you know the cops they, sort they of depend, depend on Cat on, yeah. on, on Cap on Nightwing to, to to police and to to support them and he's not there anymore. So you're seeing the you're seeing the, the ramifications of that and then uh, there's there's one cop who, you know, realizes this and then he finds the you know, the uh, the Nightwing secret stash that he thought he burned costumes and he goes, well Bloodhaven needs a Nightwing, and here's, here's the gear. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So there's that element of the story as well. So it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff. I'm interested to in see where it goes in the next uh, four issues, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's very much as well. You do need to read this if you want to know what happens to Nightwing after Batman Fifty Five, yeah. because the way Tom Keynes continued to write that story with KG Beast, and now there's a new story, Storm with the Penguin. Batman's just in denial about it all. People keep yeah. saying to him like. What about Dick? And he just doesn't even I mean, respond. From, just focuses yeah. on something
3: else. From that point, from Batman's point of view, if you were just reading Batman, you would almost assume that Dick had died. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, at yeah. no point does it sort of say, like, oh, he's recovering yeah. over in Bloodhaven or he's yeah. eschewing his responsibilities. He literally just doesn't respond. Yeah, And
3: then, I mean, there's an impact on this in Titans as well because uh, Nightwing's the leader of the, the Titans and now he's dropped out, you know, and there was a, a kind of a real... Uh, thing forming between Nightwing and Miss Martian and you know so that that the the impact of that is is felt in Titans as well but then there's a there's a greater impact because of the impact of what's happened in Heroes in Crisis 1 yeah which was uh, the death of Wally West and the death of Arsenal um, you know so the Titans have lost Arsenal the Flash and their leader Nightwing. So I don't know. I'd have probably packed up and gone home. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Starfire's not in Yeah, she's not in it. <laughs> anyway, well, so uh, she's decided to pack up and go. Oh, home. she will. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good. Uh, good D- book.
4: DC fellas, not even following Stan Lee's lead
3: well yeah uh-huh. that's it that's it but uh <laughs> they need to
4: learn their responsibilities
3: uh there was a beautiful uh there's a couple of beautiful covers for this not a big fan of variants but uh i think there was a nice john amita jr cover of this which uh
2: picked
0: up i loved even just cover a of issue 50 i thought the the scar where he good yeah. shot but it was in the shape in of the nightwing symbol yeah, it was, it was i thought cool. that was really really nice yeah. yeah um yeah i mean i i've been digging nightwing as well and Again, you d- it is kind of essential reading if you do want to know what happened after Batman 55, because, yeah, Tom Keen, as brilliant as issue 55 was, he's clearly not interested in the fallout from from Dick's point of view. Mm-hmm. He's like, I write Batman, if you want to read Nightwing, it's over there, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, number four on our list, which was Nightwing number 50. Uh, so we've just got another round of uh, things that we've enjoyed. We've picked out another title each. Uh, we'll just take a quick break and then we will come back and move on with Karen again Yay. so we're back so we're back for the uh, second round of the uh, review show, uh, these are again the titles that we've personally enjoyed over the last little while uh, so once again we're back to Karen for the next one uh, we're slap bang in the middle of a run of DC stuff here <laughs> you know I don't want to you know Said there's a pattern emerging to this but
1: you know, but it's definitely going DC but it's definitely going DC
0: so I'll leave here and introduce
1: the next one so as I said earlier anthologies are going to come back Um. so this this next one's Batman Secret Files I just Fights. remember you love anthologies there's I a do. guy at this
0: table who writes anthologies I
1: do and Dude. it's, it's going to come around to him at yeah, some both, stage come, I, I do promise it will come and Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it will come around to him um, but yes it, it's Batman <laughs> Secret Files um, this came out the start of last month?
2: Yeah,
0: a few weeks ago just um, it's, was it's, this was the tail end of
1: the the foil covers. Yes. This was the last one. Last one. Um
0: Oh have they given up on them? It was just for a month. It was just uh, Oh really? It um,
1: was one month of foil covers. They were all cover A's, so they were all for the main titles and that was that. Yeah, so basically, um this this is an anthology sort of series of five five stories. Um, all of them written by pretty pretty decent present pretty decent writers. I don't see anyone in there that's it's not a. So it looks out of place. It's no. out of place. You have Tom King, our our friend, our, our pal Tom King, our good friend, the number one writer, DC's best writer at the moment. And <laughs> we've um, got Tom Taylor, Jordi Belair and um, Cheryl Lynn Eaton. Um, this, it seems like we were talking about this when it came out. Mm-hmm. It seems like these stories sort of are setting up longer running stories within the rest of the, the Batman. Storyline, Yeah. Like, there's the, the first one has basically Superman coming to Batman and showing him new Kryptonite um, that can gift Superman's powers to Batman. Yeah. And it's sort of him tossing with the idea of, should I do it? It's not so it, much of Bruce
0: considering, should I do it, so much as uh, it's a case of Bruce doubting himself, saying... I, I think um, he says the line, am I enough, Alvin? Am I enough, yeah. That's, you know. that's
1: how actually how it ends. It literally just ask, it ends with, am I enough? Yeah. Um, thought-provoking, but it seems like it's going to lead somewhere else. That's a pencil on the floor. Like that all is.
4: good anthology stories? provoking. Thought-provoking.
1: Yes. Yeah. thought-provoking.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the
3: lad doesn't even trust oh, yeah. himself to use I guns. Them. Giving him superpowers is probably not a good idea. Giving <laughs> him laser eyes yeah. is probably not
1: a good
0: idea. Super <laughs> strength, hey, I'm sure he'd kill someone that's with That's my his, pencil, I'm sure he'd killed someone with his uh, first punch because he wouldn't know straight yeah. <laughs> he'd, like, he'd stop some nickel and dime robber in the street and be like where are you going and he tries to run away punches but that's,
1: him. that's bringing the idea of that should be it. that should be a story if, if that's not being worked on that should be getting worked on have you ever read Invincible? <coughs> just no. read Invincible
3: but 146 issues <laughs> <laughs> our it actually so.
0: reminds me of a story in the new 52 but it was Robin so Robin Damien Wayne died in the new 52 and His body ended up getting stolen, dug up and stolen. And Batman eventually recovers it, takes it to apocalypse with the idea of being able to bring Robin back to life. And when he does bring him back to life for four issues, three issues, four issues, Robin has superpowers. He has the power of Superman. And it's really interesting to sort of look at what would a teenager do with these powers. And a lot of it's really fun and a lot of it is
1: based around Alfred's humor of, oh, I have to clean up after this boy (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. That that's that's always something that everybody's always thought of as a kid. Anyway, it's like yeah. if I had those superpowers, what would I do? Absolutely. But even you're seeing
3: that in, uh, with Jonathan Kent, yeah, and uh, Superman. Well, not not at the moment. He's, he's absent. He's off
1: and yeah. somewhere. and his granddaddy.
0: <laughs> well, he's missing, but Lois isn't.
1: Yeah, that's not even on the reviews this week, this month. Action comic, but it's still it's still good. Honorable mention, yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Can I just interrupt?
4: What? Why? What's the? Why is it Batman Secret Files?
1: This is basically supposed to be the stories that are in continuity, but haven't been haven't really been told yet.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. But the the just the, coming yeah, off. The,
0: the bit we're talking about with Tom initiated. King. Well, the bit we're talking about with Tom King, it's it's supposed to be a framing device for the story. But we have this theory that this is going to come up later in Tom King's run, yeah. at some point. A little bit like the Batman Annual mm. might come up later in the run. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, other stories. The other stories are, are decent enough. There's one that's sort of based on Wayne Tech getting out on the streets and drunk dealers and stuff using them. Um, that's just sort of a standard Batman story. Yeah. Um, he's going up the like uh, fox and being like, "What's going on here? Why is why is he's out in the streets? Things like that." There's there's one of I was saying this to the you earlier there's one of Bruce in the mountains looking for what's taking, um hikers mm-hmm. which he th- seems to think is man but it never really leads anywhere no, it just sort of ends of... It, it, it ends with Bruce like shooting at the air thinking he's about to shoot whatever this is and he goes okay that's it and goes home okay. and it's it's sort of it just takes Batman into the he's not actually as alone as you think you are Yeah. whenever whenever Batman sort of explains himself he's oh I'm a loner yeah but then everybody else sees him and is like, "Well, you've the biggest family out of any of the DC characters." Yeah, this is this, true. this takes Batman. And does make him alone, and he goes, "I actually do need Alfred, and yeah. Robin. I need Nightwing. I need all these characters." But at least I've got a dead deer. Well, at least I've got dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, another another great one was Detective Chim. Detective Chimp. The main reason Keith. you love this, not even.
2: <sighs> if you I have, have any doubts about
0: Detective Chimp you need to read this story. I have all
1: the doubts about Detective Junkie. <laughs> Keith you need to stop you need to read this one story with Detective Champion and Batman I still haven't recovered from the end of metal <laughs> but I don't even know what he was doing in that book but this um this actually ties in the metal, which I found interesting because they never sort of pointed this out anywhere like all the other tie-ins that are happening in DC at the point yeah. Um. this one sort of ties in with Detective Chimp showing up at the at halfway through Metal um, and it's Detective Chimp saving uh, the son of who had saved him from the circus Yeah. that story itself is just great bandit between Detective Chimp and Batman and ultimately points Batman out to believe that Detective Chimp is the best detective well, what's the title of the book? The, the, ta- the title of itself is World's Greatest Detective and hmm. Batman so that's that sets it. Down if that doesn't way. draw you, in, nothing is going yeah, to. Right. But, um, <laughs> but the one that stood out for me is why I picked Secret Fence This one was called *Nature of Fear*. This was written by Ram v. Um oh, nice. I know, Roddy, you were yeah. wanting to mention them earlier. Yeah, um yeah. This story, this spoke to me on another level. A lot of times when I read a book, I'll take a first value where it goes. But this one, it's it's all written from a cop's perspective. He's being sort of. Not interrogated, but sort of having, um, it's like a, uh, he's sitting in in a in a in a cell basically, and they're talking to him about his experience the night before because he had dealt with scarecrow, mm-hmm. and fear toxins and th- the things. So he's going in and he explains he sees Batman and he doesn't know what it is, but looking back on, it, he knows it's Batman. But at the point, he was terrified of this. But there's a part where Batman sort of helped him out of the asylum, and this part spoke with me because. It's, it's no secret that I struggle with mental health. I struggle with anxiety and things like this. Batman sort of looks to this cop and explains to him not to see the fear of what it is, not to try and see yourself through this fear, but take it at face value and think to yourself, you're not getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Just try and survive it. And I, I took that to a point that this has actually helped me. I read this a few weeks ago, and since, I've felt myself being ease with anxiety since reading this because this is stuck in my head because yeah. batman sort of explained fear as a tunnel people see it as a tunnel mm-hmm. whereas batman doesn't batman sees it as he's in it he's not he's not going to see tomorrow he's just going to take it on face value and deal with it there and then he's not going to try to get to the end of it. he's not going to try mm-hmm. to get to the end of the tunnel and that's how i've seen it from now on and it's helped me as a person and really this is why your book Tales of Fractured mind had helped me as well. I, I had read that and it spoke to me as well because it is all about mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why that book yeah. stuck out for me mm-hmm. was because it spoke to me on a level that I needed at that point.
4: Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, so it's nice it's, to It, it, it shows yeah. what books, what comics themselves can do as, yep. as a genre. Yeah.
0: No, definitely when they speak to you, I mean... they speak to you in a way that it's uh it almost provides comfort in a way you know and people look at comics and they look at them sometimes and think these are just funny books and these are just like weird characters and this is about a guy in a bat suit or whatever Mm -hmm. like that but you know you get that level of depth out of it and you get that level of you know personal experience from it and it's nice that it obviously ties in with what you know roddy's worked on and stuff like that because i know that was your sort of intention with yeah Fractured, fractured Mind fractured yeah. Mind was like
4: just wanted to help people and so basically like Fractured Mind if anyone's my intention was if anyone was going through a tough time that's what the book was there for like because I've I've had my own struggles too so that's the entire point of it uh-huh. so it's a very kind thing of you to say Kieran I really appreciate that so it's a good that's a nice nice feeling for they're me. currently <laughs> hugging <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, actually, yeah, I just um, just want to interrupt, Ram V is actually a guy I know, he's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I met him at Thought Bubble 2016, he's on the WhatsApp group, <laughs> White, <writer> WhatsApp <laughs> group. Dark um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I can't remember when it was, it was 2016 maybe, he had a really amazing Kickstarter called Black Mamba, mm. it's like. An anthology. <laughs> so we like, like Yeah, oh, you two do. It's about um, basically a couple of cops in Mumbai, India, and it's about all these maybe supernatural things that goes on. It's about this city, kind of a bit like Gotham. It's mm-hmm. a living, breathing city. The city the itself a is character. a character, yeah, as yeah. they say. And it's about how it affects these uh like cops and all the other people in it it's absolutely fantastic and he did um did an image series as well called party so that's fantastic but there was one i really want to dark series party yeah, yeah it's, um, I've read it's that as well. very good but um i've really he's done one for vault comics who i'm not super familiar with but um it's called these savage shores i'm just gonna pull it up on my phone sorry it's absolutely fantastic book um there's it's drawn by sumit kumar and colored by vittorio astoni who's absolutely fantastic i don't think i've ever seen a more beautiful book it's um it's about it's kind of like a vampire story um and the vampire is transported to he's basically exiled from england and he's transported to india where like horrors await him shall we say and it's a lot of indian mythology in it but um the art, the art is absolutely gorgeous, um, but it's quite a personal story as well, mm. which is what I really like about his writing. It's um, it's like it's really cool because he can do he can do this Batman story, but he can like grind it with yeah. the, um, just this specific emotion. And that's what he does in these Savage Shores. Um, but I absolutely love it and I would definitely recommend someone to check it out. But. Um, Vault comics they're quite hard to get a hold of yeah the thing, they can isn't be it? I mean
0: Vault comics are the kind of publisher that it's always best to get your order in as early as possible starting through the previous yeah, book yeah. or at the very latest the what's called the preliminary final order cutoff, which is a month before a title gets released. otherwise they can be like yeah. gold dust and don't do what I do unfortunately well no you you've been very good for it i mean, hey, this. Uh, i've
4: seen this can you get it for me i know this one's
0: out tomorrow and it's a limited print run of only 250 worldwide but you can get that for me right um yeah i mean it's as with anything in the comics industry it is such a unique industry in that way that the only way to always 100% guarantee something is through yeah. the previews book and you know, it's one of the reasons we do these podcasts, whether it's reviews, previews, whatever. It's just trying to, you know, make things as easy as possible for people to keep up with, you know. Yeah. As you can see, even a seasoned reader, like, you know, Keith over there is three weeks behind, you know. <laughs> uh, happens to the best of us. But no, it is. It, it, in a sense, it, the comics industry is a bit strange, right? Because it's relentless. It never mm-hmm. stops. Yeah. And it's, if you want to keep up to date with stories, you really do have to integrate them into your daily life. Mm. that's the thing and uh it's just it's it's an industry like no other i have to say and that's part of the joy of it you know mm. um but anyway yeah bringing that all back that was uh first of all thank you for sharing yeah and yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's good to see the comics do, do have that part it, it, yeah, it's
1: just one of those things, yeah. things that it, i read it at, at the right time that yeah. I, I needed mm-hmm. to read something like that mm-hmm. and it, it it's just stuck with me
2: yeah
1: and plus, you know, Detective Chim story. And Detective Chim's story. <laughs> any- Detective Chim came, League came Dark. at the right time. He's in Justice League
2: Dark as you well. You said you would he? mention Justice I League Dark. I wasn't going to mention him. but he's in it.
0: <laughs> cool, so uh, yeah, that was Batman Secret Files number one, so we we'll move away from that and oh my goodness, it's another DC <laughs> uh So oh, the next we're watch actually introducing it, so it's everything's right with the order. I right? know, we're back to normal again. <laughs> um, to be honest, we've talked about this title for the last couple of months in previews podcasts it's in the latest previews podcast where it's number three because of the cover uh this was a title i just knew was not going to disappoint me uh simply because of the creative talent involved now the character itself it's not really a world that i'm massively invested in i mean i'm a batman guy um, no no i know really? shock oh. Art. You know I'm, I'm a Superman guy, I'm a Justice League guy, I, I, you know not to jump on what Karen was saying, but I love Justice League Dark, but the Green Lantern has never been something that has massively infiltrated my reading, but as soon as I realised Grant Morrison was going to be writing, Liam Sharp coming off of Brave and the Bold was going to be drawing, I knew this was going to be my kind of thing, and all the pre-release was Morrison saying these are going to be like 12 one shots, they're going to be one and done stories, there will be an overarching na- uh, narrative, but at the same time, if you just picked one up, you'd read it, you'd understand that you'd put it down, having a good time. I might. Um, <laughs> 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 now, Keith hasn't read this yet, so I'm loath to spoil it, do it. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, sure, sure, it's done, it's done one that it, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the um, no, I, won't, I genuinely won't spoil too much, but um, a couple of things I just want to point out about it that I think is excellent. One of my worries when this was announced and I thought, oh, first issue, it's going to be origin story. We're going to see this again. Even though I don't know an awful lot about Green Lantern, I know how he gets chosen, the ring chooses him, he's worthy, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a scene in this that you think, oh, they're doing this again, but it's not uh, actually that. Graham
4: Morrison would never do
0: that. I
3: mean, him. at the end of the day, it's a really obvious story. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's a, a human Air Force pilot that gets an alien ring that needs charge from a cosmic lantern exactly what,
2: what else do you need yeah, you, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you see that every day in life you see that every day in life do
4: you know an All-Star Superman where he's Grant Morrison as well he has to reboot it and it's like um, he does the entire origin story in like the first page That's so you should, you should have had your faith
0: That's a, no him. I, I had complete faith but I just worried that because it was a brand new title it's the inevitable Uh, origin story but they kind of tell the origin story but kind of turn it on its head as well at the same time and you find out that Hal has actually been in a sense he's on leave from the Green Lantern Corps but what's really cool about it at the start is he's totally bored with life he's not an Air Force pilot and he's basically a bum that goes from city to city you know sleeping around similar to what you were talking about with Nightwing but the reason in this he's doing it is because He's already all this experience as the Green Lantern. He's like, I, I fight space aliens and I save the world. You know, wh- why do I want to be on Earth right now? So he's really bored. He's just waiting for that call to come back. Um, what I loved about it as well was the first five or six pages actually threw me a little bit. There's no Hal Jordan. There's no Earth. It deals with a couple of other Green Lanterns. But it almost opens like a Bond movie, I think. It's got this yeah. pre credit scene. <laughs> of here's what's happening and by the end of this here's why we need hal jordan yeah. and in bond movies it's almost like here's the bad guy's plan credits yeah, yeah, music yeah. now we need james bond i
4: actually um it all back i actually felt that way about punisher because mm-hmm. i think it's is it the first issue where they um baron zemo is setting up the is it like an arms deal or something mm-hmm. um,
3: you don't see too much and then Mandarin gets shot in the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, yeah. It's um, uh, the there's, there's an entire nation in the Marvel universe, uh, bag something. That is, I cannot tell you what. Yeah, it? I That's couldn't tell thing, you yeah. what it's called, but it's effectively ruled by and it's yeah. a nation of bad dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, Mandarin is setting himself up to be like the 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 UN diplomat, and mm-hmm. you know he's going to speak in behalf of this. Like national, make it legit and bonus Just like nope, bye <laughs> He
0: just had to get Marvel and There was too much. Sorry, conversation <laughs> well, going on. That, that's that's an for an ironic. I, I noticed I, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's this indie book, right? <laughs> <here>. <laughs> I noticed that he, tapping he's the he's shoulder, on my and he's side getting. of the table,
4: so <laughs> it's wearing off on no, me. No,
0: every everything about the Greenlander and me, it felt special. I loved it. Um, there's a, a thread in it of these three fugitives from the law that by the end of the issue green lantern does deal with but then there's an overarching narrative that's going to follow on to the next book so it does live up to its promise of a one and done book but at the same time it is building but even there's a really cool thing in it that you don't see in many comics on the last couple of pages and it's not massively a spoiler but it's a double page spread and it says coming up soon in green lantern (laughs) and then you got like these four different images And one of them was uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow together. Mm -hmm. Which just pulls back to that whole golden uh, Denny O'Neill Neil Adams here of the Mm -hmm. two of them working together. Because those are two characters to me that should not work in any way as partners. This guy's a space cop. This guy shoots a bow and arrow. You know what I mean? Uh, But as soon as I saw that, it just put a big sloppy smile on my face. And I thought, I cannot wait to see where this goes. And as we know, issue three, cover. Green Lantern versus God. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I, I, I mean, cannot wait to see where this goes. I'm
3: really glad to see it out because it means I don't have to see four pages in every DC issue that I buy wasted so <laughs> with of the the negativity pages. in this <laughs> room right now. It's just no, I have to say I mean obviously my it's first choice after was these the ad, Well it was after the yeah. Snickers out of course, which you you know, but it was just uh, that was starting to wear a wee bit thin you know what I mean the Snickers ad
0: will get another mention in another time
3: you know know, those four pages at the end of the comic which you know those two months or whatever it was that you're thinking oh great there's my oh no my story's finished oh we're into the advert that's the advert that I read the last comic and the comic before that see
0: I never read the previews I I do agree with the frustration of can I not just have four more pages of story please but I never read the previews especially for this I mean I just wanted to wait and when i got my pull list that week uh i put it to the bottom mm. i was like this i want no other distractions this is the last thing i read and i i've talked and talked about the brilliant the, the brilliant nature of the story but the artwork as well the, the amount of yeah, single I mean, page sharp, spreads it? yeah it's, it's beautiful there's also a few interesting details in it as well Kieran and i were chatting about this earlier we're wondering if there, what what's good about it is it takes place in current dc canon they mentioned the source wall Mm-hmm. Which is uh, obviously to do with metal How that source wall was broken Roddy looks so lost right now yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So the source like wall it. was basically um, This protective wall in the, At the very edge of the multiverse And at the end of metal it was pierced So keeps, all this unspeakable all, evil yeah. could, Keeps all the
3: stuff out yeah. Yeah. So all
0: this unspeakable evil could get in They mentioned the source wall in the Green Lantern yeah. There's also another full page Where it's showing the, the library Of Oa. isn't yeah. it? Which and this I didn't notice you actually see the symbol that Dr. Manhattan has on his forehead so again yeah. is this going to tie to Doomsday Clock as well is it yeah. tied to the Watchmen universe because they're talking about the Library of Oa being like their sacred yeah, text some,
1: they keep mentioning that something's been changed in that's the it they books. don't know if yeah. they can trust it anymore yeah. so again is Dr. Manhattan and somehow going to factor into this this, this also because obviously what was it, the last issue of Doomsday Clock had Dr. Manhattan explaining how he he. Basically Alan erased Scott. Alan yeah. Scott from the universe. So, so that's generic, shaking yeah. up Green Lanterns yeah. as well. Yeah, it's um So maybe it's it's a case where Dr. Manhattan feels like the Green Lantern core is what could cause him trouble. Yeah. And he's sort of putting doubt in their heads or just erasing them from theory. the universe. Yeah. No, and it's the
0: kind of thing, I mean, Morrison obviously dabbed his toe into the metal universe he co-wrote uh, the wild hunt which was keith's favorite part of all of metal he absolutely adored that especially presence issue. the presence of detective <laughs> jim i i didn't like it because i couldn't make any sense of it <laughs> it did take me three reads but i finally did it. <laughs> so yeah, i understand three weeks behind uh, uh, my bullets
1: i don't think for three reasons i read um diversity well, yeah. just before metal came uh-huh. out so it was fresh in my mind all the multiverse stuff and all that. High high concept stuff, yeah. the Multiverse. So someone called me and I was like, okay, I'm following
0: this. <laughs> Just as you say that, Kate this Green Lantern issue I have read three times because it's fucking incredible, and it's definitely the best first issue of something I've read for a long yeah. time. Like I put it above the first issue of Heroes in Crisis. I put it above the first issue of Doomsday Clock. Um, the only one I would say comes close to this this year for me anyway personally was White Knight issue one. Mm. Oh.
1: Uh-huh. Um, it's I it, it really felt truly special to me. I'm, uh, I'm seeing this as the the gateway issue. For yeah, Green Lantern. Because I ha- I did come out of this being like, I oh,
2: can I, I want to know, know a what,
1: bit more. I want to know what's going on. Here. Yeah, and you find out about those iconic runs Jeff
0: Johns did and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I can't recommend this highly enough. I mean, even just the fact on the cover, it's the Green Lantern, but at the bottom it's intergalactic Law, man. There's
1: loads of th- I noticed this when I first grabbed the issue. There's loads of taglines here. Yeah. There's bore My Power Earthman Hal Jordan Brings Justice to Stars Intergalactic It one. almost reads like an old school <laughs> retro newspaper. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Arc, Art because it's, it looks like it? it looks yeah. like classic art. Yeah. Because sometimes whenever you look sort of at new books like you look at Heroes in Crisis which I'm lifting and you can't see this it sort of looks like they've dr- drawn the outline and they've just clicked paint bucket colour it done. This one it looks like someone's said. And paint done. and painted it over over the space of a day, over two days. It looks like someone's actually put the work in to yeah. do the art, whereas your books sort of look like oh, done a line, drop the color in,
0: there you go. Yeah, I mean that even goes down to this double page spread where you're first introduced to Hal, and yeah. it's just a big close up of the side of his face because he's lying down, but it's meticulous and detailed yeah. and yeah, I've, I've probably talked enough about this at this point. <laughs> you know we are you know, hitting half 12 at night, and I could probably talk about this to four in the morning, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Challenge accepted. Challenge a- So, Greenland's Go. So, Kate's one Let's just do a read-through. Keith has ready Keith's rubbing his head right now, like, oh my God. It's been such a long week, guys. And I've got way. a Marvel <laughs> title to talk about. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll bring that to a close. Hopefully, my excitement yeah. has been palpable enough on this one. Um and anyone who's picked it up from the store I haven't had it. anyone
4: react badly to it, they've all loved it here's a question, not to keep on about it but have you seen Green Lantern's popularity increase?
0: absolutely to give you an example so um, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps for Rebirth ended 6 weeks ago I have one person with it on the pull list this issue, 32 people with it on the pull list I think that's kind the post of grand martha simple as that but also i like to think of it in a way i mean there are a lot of our regulars that you know they do listen to the podcast and they have spoken to me about it and i think the the fact that we said this was a gateway and this was a even if you've never read green lantern before this could be a starting point all the press about it being one one shot issues almost and stuff like that i think strong a lot of people in so uh yeah green lanterns very quickly i think it's our fourth highest pull for dc already after one issue which is incredible yeah. and that's after doomsday clock. doomsday clock heroes in crisis and batman damned it's actually a higher pull than batman really yeah but i think with batman yeah. batman's at 58 now yeah so maybe well, some people yeah, sleep, yeah. feel slightly like oh maybe catch up on it in trades but it's jumped very quickly to uh very highly on our pull list so i'm i'm just glad it justified the hike. so so anyway, yeah, that's cool. uh, me finally finished on uh, Green Lantern <laughs> number one. So we're going to move on to a more... Oh, no, we're not. We're going to move on to another DC <laughs> book. Sorry, I can't help myself. Um, so it's going to be uh,
4: Roddy introducing this one. Yeah, I feel <laughs> really bad because I, I had all these grand intentions of coming on with, like, lots of indie books and lots of lots of image titles and... A, I thought I wanted to talk about Skyward and like a few more, but I thought Heroes in Crisis was a good point because I thought we would all have read it by this yeah. point. But it you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> just jumps into the flow even on the first <laughs> episode. This is great. Still, Two weeks of spend. I'll not be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sitting anyway, on the yeah, side of the table so with us next time. Obviously, DC. Obviously, Heroes in Crisis, Tom King. we've talked about Tom King a lot I feel on this (laughs) do you feel Tom King is pretty much tied to the main DC titles at this point right very much so he's tied to tied to your Batman your Mr. Miracle as well Mr. Miracle just last issue Heroes in Crisis and I think there's another one is there Um,
0: I don't believe so at the moment no Um, I mean Heroes in Crisis it seems to be that he's always writing two titles yeah. so Heroes mm-hmm. in Crisis has come along at a time where
4: Mr. Miracle's finished so it's almost like one's replacing the next uh-huh. yeah And well just a bit of backstory to me I'm not the biggest DC or Marvel kind of guy I'm probably as most people would know I'm probably going to be picking up more image titles or definitely more indie image stuff. or indie kind of that kind of thing whereas like I like my I like the Marvel or DC stuff too obviously but like I'm more inclined to pick up an Elseworlds, or like I don't want to say Black Label because there's only been like one, <laughs> um, but yeah, like an Elseworlds or like Spider Man Blue. I know that's a long time ago, but that's maybe a good reference point for my kind of interest in mm-hmm. comics. But um, Alan described to me Heroes in Crisis, and I was like, "That sounds class. Um, sign me up." So um, here I am to talk about Heroes in Crisis number two, which has a pretty cool cover with um, Batman is basically caught up in the lasso of truth by harley quinn no less mm. and so written by tom king drawn by clayman is it clayman isn't sure it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's his really full name him. not his
0: surname not the clay no. <laughs>
4: um, so yeah um
3: it's a lovely looking book. first issue was great
4: i like the first issue um
1: second issue was even better Keith. <laughs> I'll be the judge of
4: it. I have some, uh, I like overall. I really liked number two. I feel it's like a step above number one.
3: Well, yeah, it's got more penguins on it, it's always nice Exactly. A I
4: love significantly more. I love Penguin, I love what he does with the nine panel structure, um, of all the heroes being interviewed by Sanctuary.
0: That's something I look forward to with yeah. every issue. I think, right, who's going to be next because I, I was surprised they had the complete trinity in yeah. one issue, yeah,
4: and they're. What I really loved about it is like this is your chance to have a hero be really honest and like actually say what they feel. Yeah. Instead of in like normal books they're probably not gonna say it like to your like they're you know, the characters are looking at you. Whereas yeah. you might get you might get an honest assessment in like a uh, what's the word? Voice too late. Yeah, like a narrative voiceover yeah. thing or like an internal monologue. But this is the first chance where a hero gets to tell you, okay, this is how I feel like I've messed up or even like there's some really great art with um, Superman's one where he looks away and then he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this, which I think is fantastic. Um, But some of it, uh, like I feel I was like I wanted to see more of Sanctuary Mm -hmm. before they, they launched into the story almost. yeah because there there's a lot of talk about it and there's a lot of um talk about this and that but i never i really wanted to see it before yeah. i really wanted to see it in action yeah before i got to the story um i suppose in a way though that's what we're
0: getting with those nine panel pages because yes, when you're, you're seeing it th- in action they're not almost. being interviewed yeah. now with we messed up you know someone broke the code of sanctuary they're all interviews set before this has all happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are seeing window into that, but I do know what
1: you mean. I would love to yeah, see it working on a day to day basis. And that's how I felt with the first issue. Um, I think it said this you you feel it just thrown in. Yeah. You feel like thrown in yeah. the middle of this pre existent thing that mm-hmm. everybody. knows. Really like, it. like it's it, a like yeah. it's a
4: freaking class idea. Like yeah. Um, but that that was my only kind of issue with it. It was just like you know, there's, I really don't feel no sign of a good it.
0: story though because mm-hmm. it. It leaves you wanting more, you know, as well.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're, we're we're gonna see that throughout the whole series.
0: Yeah,
4: I don't think so. I think you're gonna get.
1: It's just probably. the backdrop. Yeah, yeah. To to but um. Unless that's te- uh, at twenty M, twenty M with them establishing and this is how it was or are you only gonna going to get a couple forward. of pages of that similar yeah. to the end of No Justice where you see the end of No Justice or the end of No Justice where he's the building the, the plans for the
0: Hall of Justice oh Swamp Thing in a bow tie
4: Swamp in a bow tie there's there's some really funny scenes in it anyway I really like uh, Penguin and the f- Penguins um, go Penguin's finish. still the show yeah they really do there's uh, <laughs> like if you look the background stuff is really good Um, and it's another one of the titles where I've I've read into the Snickers ad and thought it was part of the comic.
1: So oh, uh, wait till you re- yeah. wait till the flash comes. There in. was there yeah. was another page that I thought it was just, the Snickers yeah, ad. <laughs> he just, <laughs> bypassed the yeah. page straight away. Cause he's like,
4: like it, you ah, feel like you're over, and then it yeah. keeps happening, and you're just like, oh man. I feel like but even just looking at idiot.
0: that page that you're looking at now, I mean, again, obviously audio medium, not visual, but to describe this. I mean, anyone who's read it will know this page. It's a splash page where Harley's playing go fish with a penguin. <laughs> and it's just it's just funny as hell, but it's also I've just noticed the layout for the faces of the penguin at the top. It's almost like a deck of cards. Yeah, oh, I yeah, just noticed. I actually hadn't noticed that, yeah, haven't yeah, noticed yeah. that until yeah. right now. But um, yeah, it's
4: just a, it's a really great splash page, so it is. <laughs> he does the um, he does really great facial expressions as well. There's yeah the um, those nine panel ones are really emotive as well.
0: What I love about the nine-panel format with showing the Trinity in One Issue, though, is it never betrays what those characters are about. Wonder Woman talks the most out of all of them because, she's obviously, she's very maternal. Um, Clark speaks really awkwardly and changes the subject almost from panel to panel. Yeah. Bruce hardly says anything. Yeah. yeah. But he conveys so much with not saying an awful lot. You know, like, you'll notice with Wonder Woman, there's just word bubble after word bubble after word bubble. She's talking, talking, talking. But then you see the one with Bruce, and, and there's maybe six yeah, lines of dialogue. It's, it's
1: something about the Robins, and then that's it. Yeah, he's like, I...
0: Yeah, like, oh, look yeah, at this. Is. I mean, you've got what? It's all, it's all in his face. Three this lines of dialogue. Four lines of dialogue. I just love how Tom... Like, every character feels different than this. And there are sometimes I'm reading Justice League, or you know team books where sometimes voices overlap a little bit they don't always come across as individual yeah and that's what i love about this like booster's voice is very distinct in this bendis can be a wee bit of a uh, victim of
3: that yeah um you know he's his character's often or he's often accused of making his characters just talking heads yeah you know what i mean to 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 try and convey a an narrative rather than separating the characters you know characterizing mm-hmm. the characters uh, yeah Yep. But, I
0: mean, this is maybe even the first example of Tom Keene doing this because obviously um, he writes Batman. That's primarily Batman's voice. Mr. Miracle, one character. You know, Harley's voice in this. I love how he writes mm-hmm. Harley. Harley is not just intelligent, but a strategist and very skilled. Like yeah. there's even a line in it where, I can't remember if it's Superman or Wonder Woman says, she's as good as you, Batman. Yeah. And he's just about but to go, Wonder she's not as good him. as, and then someone interrupts him. But you know, she's well trained. and. I just love how he writes every character in this. Yeah. and they're all very different um, like, and he writes The Flash brilliantly as well there's a part in it where The Flash in the space of two lines of dialogue
1: like he achieves so much because they're like well he's the fastest oh. man alive of just add just the Snickers advert that wasn't a Snickers advert <laughs> 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 it's literally like it goes one page where it's a nine panel spread for Wonder Woman flips over and it's a Flash running around so it seems like a Snickers advert so like yep there we go there's another one it skips and then i went and i can see why yes it's just like it's wonder woman talking on the screen then flashlight and i was like yep there's another Snicker advert flicked over and it's like still I it's like oh i just got the page okay (laughs) this will always be my biggest bugbear with dc and marvel like
0: i read um i think it was gideon falls the other night not one advert broke up the story and it was a sustained atmosphere the whole way through the book
4: yeah absolutely fantastic comic as well
0: and but but the thing is with an image book it's not like i'll get to the end of the story and they go oh i'm done i will look through the ads you know because the books open you look through them anyway so i don't understand why dc and marvel feel the need to break up the story with advert two pages advert three pages advert
3: Uh,
2: but
0: it's not it's it's an annoyance yes it's just like there's there's no one who's reading like getting really into a story and then goes Oh, brilliant! Batman 58. No, no,
3: no, no. It's it's not making the money from you. It's making the money from the people who are paying to put the adverts in the comments. But they're all DC adverts. Except Snickers. Not
1: Lego.
0: Lego's in the back. Fuck Snickers. No, it's Lego. But if you look through that, that, it's like there's an advert for Batman 58. There's an advert for Aquaman. There's an advert for Wonder Woman 56. It it doesn't make sense. It's it's not like they're Mm. breaking up their story because like... Coca-Cola oh, gives
4: them X amount of money. To be this fair... There are a uh, col- munchkin collectible card game.
0: Okay, there, well, there be one or two. But, but
1: this, is, this is my problem with it. With even the DC adverts, okay, you're, you're trying to show what else you have on offer. By the way, who's this guy? What else you have on offer, but with the DC books, if you're going to be reading the title, you're going to know already you're going to be reading the title. You don't need one page of an advert to tell you do you want to read this? Yeah. Do you like this picture of the penguin? So, do you want to read this next yeah. issue of Batman? You're already going to be reading Batman. No,
0: this is true.
1: You're already going to be reading Wonder Woman. Drowned Earth. okay, <clears> you give it a double page spread because not a lot of people know about But at least a double
0: page spread is fine because so it's not breaking yeah. up the story. But like you with that flat... I was about to say that Flash Advert. <laughs> it's part of the story.
1: See, it was a Flash Advert before in Green Arrow. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But don't let don't let all of that in the negative indicate no, what...
2: Tom King
3: Keane solid yeah. book first two books so um, far have been pretty excellent I really like that last page uh, please skip to that last page that, uh, <laughs> well no I, I sort of had a wee flick through it earlier uh,
4: and it's also it's quite telling that it's him in the suit yeah it is yeah. Not, uh, sorry him in, it's him in a, a, a Clark's no, Superman, Superman suit yeah.
3: yeah I just I love that I think it's the first time that, it, that this issue has been uh, approached so overtly and um, and it's a nine page panel of Superman in his Clark Kent identity. Um, and I always love that juxtaposition of Superman and Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, you know, Clark was raised a farm boy. You know, yeah. he was found at the side of the road. He was raised a farm boy. And it wasn't until he was a little bit older that his powers developed and he suddenly realized actually, I'm something else. I'm an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've got these powers and now I want to be Superman. And then you know, I can't what was the was it what was the, the Superman book that it showed Clark sort of grown up and it intimated that he had taken like acting lessons in order to although Secret he was raped? What's it? it? Secret, Secret Origin Yeah, no, well, maybe it was but it was a it was a I certainly read it in trade. Um so he's he was born and raised he, was, he wasn't born he was raised clark kent so mm-hmm. clark kent is the real is the real person and he perfected the superman identity based on the powers yeah. you know what i mean and then he moved his clark kent identity a little further away from what he was because clark had to be clumsy and superman had to be mm-hmm. you know but he acknowledges this and this that there's nearly a kind of a, a split personality that's what his well, issue is you well, know it's even interesting
0: and again it's just something i've thought about as we talk about it batman's interviewing his bat suit Wonder Woman's interviewing her Wonder Woman suit. Clark turns up, top button done, tie. And that's
3: why, and that's why, and that's the juxtaposition that I was talking about is that, uh, you know, the, the, the theory goes that, you know, Clark Kent was, was born, you know, was raised Clark Kent and, and then created the Superman identity. But the reality of Batman is that Bruce Wayne died in the alley with yeah. his parents. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. created, he re- Batman was born. And he recreated the Bruce, Bruce Wayne identity in order to hide Batman, yeah, you know, the playful millionaire. So, you know, the, the Batman Batman or Bruce Wayne is the man or Bruce Wayne is the mask, you know, where it's you know, Superman, Superman is the yeah. day. you know. So, that's interesting stuff. It's
0: I interesting. got a bit of a vibe at the end of that, as well as Superman's doing his interview to the camera, reminding me of the speech in uh, Kill Bill of all things, Kill Bill Volume 2, where um. Bill's talking about how Superman perceives humanity as weak and bumbling and idiots because oh, yes. that's how he chose mm-hmm. to portray a human, you know, persona, but I just got that sort of vibe from it, but now Heroes some Crisis, what I love about it is, I mean, I've noticed two different things just as we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the, the card things and, you know, Clark sitting in his suit, I just think it works on levels, like Tom King's writing, I think, is deceptively simple. See, when you read it, especially Batman, you you breeze through it really quickly, but then you start to peel back the layers, and I think it massively rewards rereading. I know when you're three weeks behind the pull list, you don't want to be rereading a book, but but even then, just chatting about it just obviously brings those details out. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Heroes in Crisis so far. I was not sad to see it jump from a seven-issue miniseries to nine, I have to say. So uh, keep that book going as long as you want. As far as i'm concerned yeah um
3: it's interesting there's something i I sort of often decry the loss of uh thought bubbles Mm -hmm. so you know 20 years ago you used to get thought bubbles Mm -hmm. in comics so you would you would a hero would say something or a character would say something but i need to get home
0: yeah 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 so
3: you see it sometimes in narrative so much but it's not the same thing yeah but you they would speak but then they would have a thought so yeah you're but if thought bubbles were still a thing, I don't know if you could do Heroes in Crisis. I don't know if Heroes in Crisis would work because it depends Mm -hmm. so much on, certainly in the first episode, it depends so much on those interviews Mm -hmm. and whether or not you believe that what that character is saying is the truth. Whereas if they still had thought bubbles, you would know what they were really thinking. Yeah. Uh, While they were talking. uh, Yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. I still must stop bubbles
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool so that brings an end to the discussion about Heroes in Crisis and that brings an end to the so long, DC. four issue DC streak uh, we will finish off with a Marvel title uh, which Keith is going to chat about now uh,
3: so this is a slightly weird one um, a slightly slightly right there it's related to um, Infinity Wars the is it the Jerry Dugan series is yeah. Jerry Dugan writing it mm yes yeah i, I think, think so yeah. yeah 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 um i had the pleasure of uh meeting him at comic-con in derry uh, a couple of weeks back uh, seems like a good spot alongside you uh, uh but the uh, i haven't read the the series the, the core series of this i'm not really interested in it
0: out of interest why were you not interested in that in I, terms of events was there something you saw about it that maybe you thought i'm reading enough stuff i'm
3: I don't really tend towards cosmic events yeah. in Marvel. I've never really picked up Guardians of the Galaxy as a as a book. Uh, I've never picked up the Thanos stuff. That's about to change. Uh, yeah, that's about to change. <laughs> uh, but so so the cosmic side of Marvel doesn't really interest mm-hmm. me. I've read like the. I think there's there's sort of different level. I mean, we talked about street level characters earlier on. Mm-hmm and I can deal, I like global level characters, you know, the Avengers, the world traveling, and Mm -hmm. even with the, the Kree scroll war, and that sort of stuff, it's galactic, but I I always sort of think, that that, you know, whenever you start, Thanos, and Silver Surfer, and even the Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know, they're, they're, I'm just not really terribly, it never really grabs me, Mm -hmm. you know, the, even, I mean, I've read, Infinity Gauntlet, and Infinity War, and, you know all of those but they're not it's just not really my bag mm-hmm. you know so it's that it's that cosmic i will help
0: change that a little bit because next week i have the uh silver surfer omnibus coming mm. dan slot wrote yeah uh, and michael allred yeah. yeah. illustrated and I've, I've actually a copy coming for myself as well i'll happily throw you to read yeah. through because mm-hmm. it's it's glorious but there are hints of earth on it because you've got don who's a character who's from earth and Silver Surfer takes with them. That's right. But um, no, I was just curious, just because Infinity War seems to be shaking up the Marvel universe a little bit. Yeah, it seems just to obviously be. Obviously, as a yep. big Marvel yep. fan, I just
3: was curious. Um, so I mean, uh, the so this is a this is a off from that. You know, it's a it's not a core title of Infinity War, but it follows a character called Sleepwalker, mm-hmm. um, who was a character who I collected the full run of. Uh, not whenever it was first published in 1991, but afterwards, because I just thought it was really interesting, it was really sort of creepy. Yeah. Um, it was created by uh, a writer called uh, uh, Um He did
4: loads of Transformers Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. And uh, it was released in 1991. And originally, it's actually whenever we were talking about Alien earlier on. Originally, whenever he conceived that character, he wanted to call him Alien because he was so alien looking. Uh, <laughs> But then the Alien movie came out and he was like, uh, (laughs) nah, can't, can't, can't. Uh, You know, so Sleepwalker is from a race of beings that inhabit the mindscape, which is the the plane of reality in which our dreams take place. So whenever you dream, you know, these various dreams, these creatures or entities come from the mindscape and into your mind. And that's what gives you, that's what gives you dreams. And Sleepwalkers are... uh, the police of the mindscape so they police dreams and try and stop nightmares and try and you know all of this and back in 1991 what happened was uh, this character he's, he's called Sleepwalker because his name as the names of all his races are are unpronounceable to humans uh, he was tricked by an enemy of his called Cobweb uh, in, to enter the mind of a, a film student at Empire State University which was the same university that uh, Peter Parker went to mm. Uh, a film student called Rick Sheridan he was tricked into his mind and sleepwalkers aren't supposed to be in human minds they're supposed to police the mindscape so what happened was that Cobweb trapped Sleepwalker in Rick Sheridan's mind and whenever Rick Sheridan would go to sleep Sleepwalker would be uh, forced out into our world and he could no longer access the mind whenever whenever he was in Rick Sheridan's head he was able to go back to the mindscape but whenever Rick Sheridan went to sleep Sleepwalker come nice. out, yeah. and Sleepwalker thought, "Well, you know what? I'm here. I, uh, I can police here. You know what I mean?" And he became a, like a, a hero. And he's, he's a weird looking critter. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he he is he, he, he doesn't fly. He sort of floats, mm-hmm. and he has these eye beams that can alter substances and alter reality because it's all about dreams and you know. And in fact, whenever Bodianski eventually decided he was going to release this, it was in response to Neil Gaiman Sama Oh, okay, uh, okay. whenever that was originally yeah. released totally different book I mean it's an action book and I think I think it only ran 25 issues or something but it's just a cool kind of character right but mm-hmm. uh, it, it ran a ran a fairly loud, but uh, and it was a Quite a while ago, but so whenever I saw Sleepwalker appear as a four issue, I think it's a four issue limited series mm-hmm. on this. I thought, oh, Sleepwalker, I have to pick that up. <laughs> that's a that's a blast from the past event. of events of a a, a D list character that hasn't appeared since the nineties. Was he
4: always a Marvel character? Was he created for Marvel? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: I, whenever I guess he originally was released as Marvel. And whenever yeah. I guess whenever uh, the the creator created him, he didn't know where he was putting him. Oh yeah. Um, so it's really interesting and it was it was kind of a cool start to the book because um, Rick Sheridan the film student is now a filmmaker you know so he's graduated oh, a, because great. this was years ago and I was like oh, yeah, Rick <laughs> Sheridan that's right he was a film student so that was kind of cool and um, he's interviewing he's making this documentary about um about uh, other superheroes uh, about D-Lists others so he's making a documentary about the New Warriors and and that not Um, about Sleepwater no no no, not at all (laughs) and uh, and um, something happens across town and the new warriors respond and Rick goes, "Well, I have to do something." And he he drops down in a loose position, and it turns out that he's been studying with Doctor Strange to figure out how to deliberately it's, release so Sleepwalker. He knows, yeah, he so knows he can deliberately put himself in a trance mm-hmm. in order to. Okay. Uh, so it was kind of so it was it was just cool to see that you know and and Sleepwalker spawn, and then I guess whatever's happened in Infinity War is screwing everything up. Uh, you know, is uh, I think what happened what has happened is Gamora has folded folded our, our reality in half mm-hmm, yeah. so like almost like happened in the Amalgam Universe you know certain heroes have there's only half as many things in reality so they've doubled up so I uh, uh, yeah, it was like Soldier Supreme
1: that was Captain yeah right, yeah yeah Doctor yeah yeah exactly and,
3: you know so Sleepwalker is now he's now trapped, he ends up trapped in uh, the reality gem or space gem or one of them gems, you know, <laughs> uh, stones, sorry, stones, the infinity stones. <laughs> <The> <laughs> infinity gems in the comics. No. Well, the they've the yeah, renamed yeah, them, do infinity yeah. what call them? In the yeah, yeah, the yeah, infinity yeah, yeah, infinity gems. They were always infinity gems. one of Brandon's yeah. big
1: bugbears. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. They've even but, changed uh, the colours in the comics to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how bad it's got.
3: But, I mean, the story aside, I was just glad to see sleepwalker yeah. again you know it was uh, it was kind, of, it's kind of just nice to see that, that wee blast that wee blast from the past So, that and
0: is it the kind of story that you can if you are just you know put infinity wars to the side and yeah, just read it and enjoy yeah, it yeah absolutely
3: it yep it's uh, yeah it, I have not touched um, infinity wars at all or infinity war or whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it don't even know what it's called <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm really enjoying sleepwalker yeah. it's just a real good you know
0: it's only one issue so far isn't it,
3: it? Well, it's one issue that I've read and another issue that I've got. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So I would highly recommend picking up *Sleepwalker* if you want a wee bit. And it, it links back to like *Darkhawk*, and you know it was out about the same time. And you know it was a lot of those characters that are actually going to be appearing in the new *Guardians of the Galaxy* series. Yeah. Like Donny Cates, you know. So, see so yeah, it's so nice who's,
4: um, who's the creative team on the new one? Uh, the creative team. you to put you on team, you're putting me on the spot
3: here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's written by <clears throat> written by Chad Bowers, um, who has a background in comics. <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, know, yeah, I don't. have a clue. <laughs> 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 he's definitely a guy who does stuff and, and things. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, so he's wrecking the Walking Dead, right? I don't, that's too soon.
0: <laughs> oh well, you know, Karen's ahead of us. I haven't watched the latest episode. I've read the comics. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> right.
0: I read the comics as well, but yeah, just, I just haven't watched that later episode. And you're a, you're an issue behind in the comics. I am. You
1: are. <laughs> it's a strange world we're living. <coughs> I can tell you. Ah, there you go.
3: Chad Bowers has been involved with X Men '92 and Young Blood and Ash versus the Army of Darkness. That was a
1: good
0: Which blade? The other bits the, and bobs. Yeah. The recent. uh recent update for Witchblade mm-hmm. 7 so, or 8 in
3: so yeah it's a yeah definitely I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying a wee bit of sleepwalker it's nice when you bass. get those wee random characters yeah, that yeah. maybe
0: get a chance to shine again there's you know of course I bring it around to DC but there's a <laughs> series I'm looking forward to Martian Manhunter which is going to be a 12 issue limited Mr Miracle another example of a great series that a character no one really cared about for years and then Someone's come along the elevator now Mr Miracle was Tom Keane I believe Marshall Manhunter is Steve Orlando I think yes sir. you know you for example you're a big fan Kieran of you know those characters on the fringes your swamp yeah. things Constantine just doesn't seem to get a good run anymore outside <laughs> ever no. since the Vertigo glory days ever since
1: Vertigo went it hits up and mm, merged with the new 52 he's had one good run since yeah and that was with Oh, Constantine and the, and the, Hel-
0: the Hellblazers are supposed to get. Yes yeah, so that's ten Tenny and Fourth
1: right. that's who use, now he's writing Justly oh, Dark okay. so he he basically held it until Rebirth Yeah, and then whenever that all went to the side it's got cancelled first time in 30 years Hellblazers <sharp inhale> had a. ongoing and you know
0: which was a good series actually you might appreciate this was when Hard the Duck got brought back and Jim mm. Sadarsky was writing yeah. Yeah. it was really really fun <laughs> any other characters anyone can think of that you know maybe just Whole, as you say, D list characters almost. And, you know, if you could bring back and just throw in, I know you'll obviously say a Detective Chimp series.
4: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not on that movie. I'm on that movie grind.
0: Detective yeah. Chimp oh, needs a
1: movie
4: instead of the Tiger Pikachu. <laughs> he's uh, he's not, I wouldn't say D list, but I'd love to see the Spectre back. Yes, that's, that's one
1: for me, Sparger. I, I could on, see more of them.
0: Definitely get on board with that as well. Um,
1: Dr. Fate
2: do you agree? No, he's he's coming big. back a little yeah,
4: bit, but yeah. he's yeah. been sort of more of a I ser- would say character. Hawkman too but I think yeah. he's, he's also Hawkman's, series series. Back, he? yeah.
0: Hawkman's got a current series Robert Venditti writing oh. six issues in at the moment Um, but yeah it's just nice to see those characters break out rather than just always being Batman, Man. yeah yeah it's, you know, uh, so it's so nice to get Silver a little Surfer different. would be one for me because yeah. again I mentioned it a little Ooh. earlier but that Silver Surfer on Dan Slop wrote Along with Wade and Sammy's Daredevil, is probably my favorite Marvel run in the last ten years. Like mm. it's phenomenally good, um, and it's the kind of series that you like to see people jumping on board instead of just always going for the yeah. tried and tested, yeah. if you will.
3: No, it's, it's it's nice. It's nice when these things, these things appear when you see them. In. And previews, and you are like, oh, maybe yeah, maybe bag that, maybe bag that. Well,
0: I mean, I suppose we could throw the Green Lantern <laughs> into that, yeah. and certainly in terms of movie <laughs> franchises, it's definitely D-list mm-hmm. um, it's until Jeff Johns up. finally writes Green Lantern core if he ever does.
3: I am usually glad to see uh, the Shadow appear. Shadow a yeah, character, yeah. or the Phantom.
0: Oh, sh- I love the Phantom! Yeah. yeah, you put the Shadow on my mind about two weeks ago. I had to sit and watch the movie. Yeah,
3: in movie. fact, you were a picture was taken of you uh, all sort of. <laughs> Cooked up and something yep. that. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I'll, I'll maybe give uh, give the shadow. Over. I like to <laughs> think
0: watching the shadow though. The movie was why wasn't Alec Baldwin cast as Batman instead of Michael Keaton? Is
1: there not a reason? There was there was something. Was there he was doing something, something else? But he would. geez he yeah. was a perfect. Person or was it not a case day? where Batman was happening and the shadow was happening? And he picked the no, shadow. No, the shadow I think Batman was, was ninety two, ninety three. Oh, okay, Something there was something there. I mean, it's possible that.
3: For that very reason, he went. You know what? I don't know. He didn't want to do it too. Or, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. I'm just curious because yeah. he just had the perfect. He was
0: basically Bruce Wayne at that yeah. point. Like, yeah. Really could have pulled up. Shadow's uh, a really underrated movie as well. Uh-huh. Very, very good.
3: what he called Cranston. Lamont. Cranston Lamont, yeah. Uh-huh. Or is it Lamont Cranston?
0: Yeah, one of them definitely. <laughs> on oh, his passport it says one or the other <laughs> it might be certainly first <laughs> we're not um, too sure
3: anything else jumped out at you the last couple of months uh,
0: last few months know. Karen was saying Lucifer was a, yeah, a good Pixar uh, I read Sam the or. first
1: issue two days ago um, it's, it's continuing on with this new Sandman universe mm-hmm. I'm enjoying on. the dreaming been, this is this is the first I've read of anything except the one shot and mm. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it um, it does seem like it is setting up There's yeah. something decent going on with Vertigo Batman continues to be its usual great self action comics
0: action comics volume. yeah you did say we'd surprise you and talk a bit more about it but I think Bendis this is
4: the only Superman mm, I in think so too
3: um, I love an Oblivion song
0: Oblivion
4: yeah, song I just read the first uh, volume first trade yeah, first six absolutely issues absolutely fantastic um, my favourite issue of that
0: recently it was actually
4: seven and it's not I
0: don't know if you're as far as that. Obviously, or was read, the, was, read, the in, six, was the trade? Was the trade six or was it one 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 six? To six. Yeah, and yeah. But then I said I read seven the other day, and the seven—it's not going to be a spoiler of any kind, but it basically tells you the story of how he created that. How did? he uh, yeah, did six ends. Six, uh, six, six, uh, six, six ends for him. With they the, discover that he's, he's got. He's, he's responsible. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. But then yeah. seven was him telling his story. Yeah. Of this is what happened Yeah. Oh, it's and gorgeous. even at the yeah. end of that oh. issue it starts with Kirkman at the start of the letters page going everybody wanted to know exactly what happened yeah. boom yeah. now you know
3: that's that's a great book I'm really really yeah, enjoying I
1: really it I'm really um,
3: enjoying it really and Day 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 I'm really enjoying it too it's mm. a wee bit more off the wall but more Kirkman
0: I'm curious to see though I don't think Die Day Die, Die can sustain a long run no I don't think it's ever
3: It didn't
1: seem that way from even from this. like Oblivion Song,
0: song seems like a brilliant world building yeah. title that you can see going on and on Die, Die, Die is just so extreme and violent that I think it would get a bit tiresome mm, after a while exactly. um, I think he's
3: just enjoying the crack like you know it's about the three brothers I think Kirkman you
0: know. just enjoys playing with the comic industry mm. a little bit and it's it's great to see I mean we've, we've obviously used the example many times of you know he had 12 issues ready of Oblivion song before he even released one and, I, he, and he
3: released the trade before he released the... Yeah. the, first, the sorry, two retailers,
0: anyway. Yeah. Well, I never got a copy, but we'll oh. not to that. It's a sore point. Um, but like Die, Die, Die was... It was a secret title that you could pre-order or you didn't have to pre-order. They didn't tell you what it was. And then it just turned up. Like even on my invoice before the delivery arrived, it still didn't say what it was. It just said secret image title. And then you opened it up and it was new title from Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimble, who's a showrunner on Walking Dead and Chris Burnham I want to say art Uh and it's that was really cool title like it's still not even in previews you can't mm. pre-order issue 5 <laughs> or issue 6 you can only pre-order it a week before it comes out it's not so it is but yeah really yeah. really fun title Farmhand like, Farmhand oh, oh, yeah yeah it's Farmhand's fantastic. just coming to the end of its first arc isn't last it last issue I mean, came out last week um, I'm actually behind on it as well mm-hmm. I haven't read the fifth yeah. issue beating the uh, dead horse It's going to be able to beat Justice League you <laughs> know, it's more of a wonder on the title oh yeah we had this it chat earlier funny. yeah because justice league dark obviously is the mystical side of the dc universe but what was good about this title i thought was that people wondered why wonder woman was in justice league yeah. dark it seemed like a perfect like they're just throwing her in there but which you know it was primarily about wonder woman mm. and also uh out drowned earth started drawing Earth. it's been wonderful
3: mm, it's uh, i've read the uh there's a couple of tie ins. There was a Titans tie in, and there was. Uh, Titans,
0: Aquaman, and. Uh, Justice League. Justice League, and then you have the one shot for yeah. Drowned Earth. That's been very, very good so far, uh, I have to say. Um,
3: Spider Gaiden started off strong, uh, so it has its pretty pretty nice. Amazing uh, Spider Man continues yeah.
0: to be pretty. And actually, I can't believe I didn't even throw this in. And it, it almost made it onto my list of the two recommendations, but Cosmic Ghost Rider ended fucking well. brilliantly of course yet, I would yeah. never spoil it but it ended brilliantly and it ended like a Bond movie and you'll know what I mean when you read it that's all I'm going to say but it's, it's fantastic. Well, I,
3: I imagine that'll be something along the lines of Cosmic Ghost Rider will return and Guardians of the Galaxy. it's almost like you it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a brilliant title so it is Cosmic Ghost Rider it's obviously Marvel's Golden Boy Donny Cates and again Guardians I will jump on just because Donny Cates as Well, so and Venom continues to be great,
3: yeah. I, I love what he's doing with that. It's, it's, a, lot of,
0: it's a lot of Marvel, it is. I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm open to it. He's trying, <laughs> I'm open to I read Captain America, I'm enjoying Daredevil. I'm trying to be that you know, nice and open. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we could probably talk all night and recommend about 300 other titles, but as we've said before, it's been a long week for Keith, he needs to go home and get his beauty sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me we are having a lion tomorrow, maybe? Lion? Right. He's not going to get rid of his, head of his bed. When he's making jokes of lion, rah, he definitely needs sleep. <laughs> it's time <and> to time go. <laughs> we are pushing past one o'clock in the morning, so this is the commitment we have to this. So um, yeah, we just push past the two hour mark, boys um nice. so nice. yeah as ever just obviously a massive thanks to the guys for giving up their time and their um their thoughts i thought Roddy, perfect just good to s- have you uh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, well. thank yeah. you for having me and um i have a wee message for steven who <laughs> i have replaced i just want to say uh, milk horse is the greatest comic book event in the history of the industry have you yes. read it? i don't even know what it is <laughs> <laughs> and, i mean i mentioned um, graham morrison before writing green Lantern. I, that's i should have said has no. he ever do done anything you, else do you know he's in a few my chemical romance videos oh really yeah i never knew that and, um See?
0: my chemical what
1: okay let's let's let's, let's, let's watch yeah. your
0: tongue there you know my chemical romance are an awesome day. oh all right okay
1: yeah 12 years it's
0: what fuck out of my house. <laughs> I'm going. It's, it's one o'clock. <laughs> I'm leaving.
4: <laughs> Danger
0: Days yeah. is essentially a comic book in album form. It's perfect.
4: Mm. Anyway. Um, Alright. Anyway, Just uh, tell him never use Tinder again while he's on a podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he's deleted it from his phone these
4: days because, you know, <gasps> he's back
0: living a happy life again mm-hmm. is what we'll say. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, again, a massive thanks to Roddy for stepping in. Uh, I will... Roddy and I have. We tried to record a podcast before, it didn't really record properly. So, we're going to sit down and do it again. Uh, we a might have some time, we might have some news coming up as well. With we, obviously, we've, we've mentioned this book a couple of times, we might have a wee bit of news on that, maybe a bit of launch at the store. So, i like to keep you guys informed on that. So, um,
3: thanks to Roddy, thanks to you, Karen, for turning up as well. I much appreciate it.
0: You too, Keith. <laughs> you showed up you, eventually. Guys. Cheers, Yeah, so Uh, if you want to find more of on Roddy, you can find him on Twitter at. Roddy McCants or indeed oh, his Roddy. publishing label Fracture Press Fracture Press if you want to follow Keith
3: you can find me on uh, Twitter at Ascanison00
1: and if
0: you want and Kieran pulls up his it, it, Twitter it, really profile really because he can't even remember. I can't
1: remember if there's a name in it or there is, there is but there is an M name it. it's Kieran M 1337
0: and if you want to follow me you can find me in the shop because I'm there six days a week Um and you're on Twitter at Coffee and Heroes at Coffee Heroes Heroes 1 Coffee Heroes one, yeah. I mean, we use Facebook more, to be honest. But uh, there's always stuff going on there. Um, yeah, we'll have another previews podcast coming up soon as well. But, um, and I'd be caught up
3: this time two weeks. And
0: he'll be caught up. <laughs> I, I, I have this vision of Keith waking up tomorrow, putting on the Rocky soundtrack, and just sitting reading comics all day.
3: Oh, yeah. well, I know. I get things to do this weekend, too. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my brother and his... Uh, his wife are expecting the, the first or the third generation of our family, so.
0: which of course is wow. going to be called Bruce Wayne, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> Sleepwalker. <awkward. laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna stick a pin in it there.